Is PlayStation winning at cloud gaming? Well, I myself have been very skeptical about the speed with which cloud gaming becomes viable and accepted sort of market-wide, mainly because of infrastructure problems with internet speeds, but I also maintain that cloud gaming is incredibly important to the future of the market. I think this was very, very much highlighted by the Activision Blizzard deal and Xbox's clear strategy to lean heavily into the cloud as well as an ecosystem. But it seems seems that Sony may have beat Microsoft to the punch on some fronts, and one Xbox-focused outlet finds this very worrying. We also have alleged details on the cloud technology that sounds very promising that Sony has come up with. Now, I'm going to put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's sort of an opening monologue. And then I discuss it with the live audience. If you like that kind of content, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live shows. So the race to establish a foothold in cloud gaming may have just tilted toward PlayStation. Recent articles and revelations seem to indicate a potential leapfrog move from Sony over Xbox in cloud gaming tech. I have continued to say that internet infrastructure is the biggest enemy to cloud gaming, and yet I've also argued rather strongly that cloud gaming will be endemic to our gaming economy in the coming decades. That is a pivotal aspect of the Activision Blizzard deal in conjunction with mobile but that's a topic for another day for now we have articles and reports about the tech from playstation that is showing both promise for sony and concern for xbox fans first i want to look at an article from jez corden at windows central we recently leaned heavily on his concerns about hardware problems that are facing xbox and today he sees a problem with cloud that is very much related to things xbox has done to prioritize cloud gaming over the consoles themselves. Second, Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming seems to have the scoop on the cloud tech from PlayStation, and it sounds very promising, and funny enough, it's related to the infamous PS5 SSD. Lastly, I want to draw some conclusions. First of all, that this is very unexpected. What does this mean for the future of the gaming space and how quickly cloud gaming becomes mainstream, and what is Xbox and Microsoft's response going to be so first the article from windows central now i anticipate folks seeing the title and thumbnail and just quickly calling me a sony pony hilariously the title and the pov the point of view of this video was largely shaped by the windows central article i didn't come up with a lot of this this is coming from jez corden and what has happened with sony's cloud tech versus xbox's cloud tech so once again i'm deferring somebody to i'm deferring to somebody who's very pro xbox he's on an xbox podcast every week and he even recently shut down some misinformation about starfield review codes and when they're going out he and tom henderson kind of tag teamed that one jez shot it down and then tommy hendy took to twitter to say he believes the starfield review codes are coming out later this week so this is a guy who's steeped in xbox all right if you want to call me a pony go ahead much of this isn't even from me the title of the article doesn't really leave any room it doesn't even really pull any punches the title of the article is playstation won the console war will xbox let them win cloud gaming too so if anybody wants to give me grief for saying that the next gen console war is over you have a problem with the title of this article as well 
anybody with open eyes and looking at the charts and the sales and the saturation knows that this is not going Xbox's way if you're purely looking at console. Now, beyond the article's title, he just jumps right in with the byline. He says, PlayStation is leapfrogging Xbox on cloud gaming. How did we get here? The question almost reads as an existential crisis. Like, I'm not projecting that on him, right? I myself am baffled at how things have gotten to where they are with Xbox today. It, it's almost bewildering that, that just in three years' time, the entire identity of Xbox seems to be changing. So I don't think Jez is alone in that. I feel the same way as someone who spent most of my console life on Xbox. I'm like, what is happening to this brand, it just doesn't seem like it's headed in a direction that is where I thought it was headed. I mean, if you go back and look at 2019 and 2020, it really seemed like they were going to give it a strong push for the console. Now, he starts by making it very clear that the console race is more than done. He says the following. Phil Spencer conceded that the division couldn't out-console Sony PlayStation. Sony's lead in the so-called high-end console market has extended 2 to 1, according to most reports, and could conceivably extend further still to 3 to 1 in the coming years based on current trends. I actually think he's right. I think he's dead on here. There's aggressive sales and deals going on right now with the PS5. They're committed to getting 25 million total just this year. They just hit 40 million since 2020, like the total lifetime sales, but they want to sell just 25 million this year. Spider-Man 2 isn't even out yet, and that will again help, I think, to push market saturation of the PS5. So 3 to 1 does not seem out of the question as this generation just continues to rumble forward. Unsurprising, he thinks, or he thought, along with many of us, that Microsoft would just sort of pivot to cloud to make up the difference. He says, with PlayStation's victory in this generation all but assured already, perhaps Microsoft could win elsewhere, right? Microsoft is a cloud-first company with as marking up the bulk of its envious profit margins in recent years stands to reason the firm would be an industry leader in cloud gaming right you can almost sense he's setting you up for disappointment with the writing style he's like right you'd think they'd do a great job with cloud right again i'm not trying to project but he sounds frustrated with microsoft in a lot of his recent articles and I believe if he is in fact frustrated I'm not speaking for him I'm just sensing frustration from him and many others who have been heavily cheering for Xbox and wanting to see Microsoft sort of turn everything around if he is frustrated I would say he's justified in that frustration just yesterday I covered yet another first party Xbox game launching after delays and it doesn't have all of its features at launch, okay? And one of those features is the ever-pesky split-screen, right? That's becoming a bit of a thorn in the side of that platform, you know, not just with Halo Infinite, but with Baldur's Gate 3, and now another title just being like, yep, split-screen won't be there at launch, and if it goes the way of Halo, it won't be there. So many people seem to be pretty frustrated with the state of Xbox right now. And if Jez and others are frustrated, I think they're completely legitimate in that frustration because I am also frustrated. I get cast as this Sony Pony Xbox hater, but I really, in 2019, believe this was going to be a huge year for them, a huge generation for them, and it is not coming to fruition by any stretch of the imagination. From where Jez sits, it seems that Microsoft is already falling behind in cloud gaming. Many thought that cloud gaming would be sort of the savior. He says, lately... It feels a bit like Microsoft is ready to concede cloud gaming to PlayStation as well on top of home console gaming. 
So he retraces some of what Xbox and PlayStation has done with cloud traditionally. If you want to read the whole article, go check it out at Windows Central. He showed why many of us thought that Xbox would lead this charge, right? Listen, if cloud gaming is kind of going to become a thing, then Xbox is going to lead the charge. I've continued to say in my coverage that Xbox is more of an ecosystem now and that cloud and mobile will play a huge part in that evolution. It's one of the reasons why the Activision deal is so important. That's why I believe Phil Spencer said that's not our strategy, but it's an accelerant to our strategy. I believe they see ABK, namely King Mobile, being a huge aspect of that. Now, Jez, however, is worried that Sony quietly pulled a sort of tortoise-in-the-hair move on Xbox and just sort of jumped ahead. He said the following, It's looking like early skepticism of Sony's cloud gaming aspirations may have been misplaced. Lately, there has been a flurry of activity in the Sony camp with regard to the, with regard to the cloud, and analytically, it couldn't have come at a worse time for Microsoft and Xbox. So some of this is based on Microsoft kind of downplaying their cloud gaming presence currently. This has largely been done in an attempt to push against the current CMA block, right, with the Activision deal. CMA provisionally approved the deal based on the console market, but then they came around and kind of rug-pulled everybody, and they blocked due to the clouds. Now, many continue to completely misunderstand and misrepresent the CMA's argumentation here. Their position was that cloud gaming is in its infancy, and the size and scope of the Activision deal would require global oversight and regulation. They thought it would be better for the cloud gaming markets to emerge and allow market impact to shape it rather than regulatory body oversight and regulation. Okay, this is consistently glossed over. Many just sort of downplay Xbox's cloud gaming position, which really was never the point of the CMA block. They weren't like, well, you're too big. You can't have more cloud gaming. The crux of their argument was cloud gaming is in its infancy. Let's let this market come to fruition without the need for so much oversight. Like literal global oversight would be required, which means multiple regulatory bodies would probably have to collaborate and work to make sure that things are sort of held in place. We still have no idea what concessions have come up with. We'll we'll cover that when it happens between Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, and the CMA. The focus on this, I think, has put Sony into a position to sort of leapfrog Microsoft, according to Jez. He says, Microsoft worked hard to undermine its own cloud operations during the regulatory battles with the US FTC and the UK CMA, with Microsoft President Brad Smith even appearing on BBC Radio to downplay its significance to the firm. Indeed, Microsoft supposedly only has enough capacity for a few thousand concurrent users in the UK, a stat that might be useful to know if you're a competitor looking to leapfrog Microsoft's position. According to reports, that's exactly what Sony is looking to do right now. So he references the article from Tom Henderson. We're going to look at that article in a second because there's lots of good information in there about the cloud technology that Sony has apparently developed. I actually think that info is very compelling in making the case that Sony is about to jump ahead. And I have a lot of people are going to push back on my prediction here. I've, I've said this many times. I think the PlayStation Q Lite will be cloud capable but not at launch, okay? Jez seems to agree from a certain point of view. He says Sony is also exploring handheld devices for remote play with its Project Q handheld. And sure, it doesn't support cloud right now, but future versions 
could conceivably do so. I don't even think it needs to be a future version of the Q Lite. I could see them primarily focusing on the market of PS5 owners, okay? For two reasons. First, they're trying to sell as many PS5s as they possibly can. Attaching accessories to the PS5 has gone very well for them. And promoting a device that says, look, you don't even need a PS5, you can just cloud game, that would be contrary to their current marketing thrust. They don't want to do anything to slow down PS5 sales, and the Q-Lite could potentially woo some customers into buying a PlayStation 5. That's really what they want to have is accessories attached to existing users, as well as potentially something that says, hey, they might even do combo sales, right? You know, you buy a PlayStation 5, once they launch the new SKU, they can maybe even have the price drop a little bit. They're having price drops everywhere, and you just bundle in a Q-Lite. The second thing they're probably doing is, I would imagine... They would really like to get remote play running very well. So firmware, software, infrastructure, all that would be updated, tweaked, and adjusted. And that would be sort of like phase one for the Q-Lite. Phase two could be them enabling cloud gaming since the device has Wi-Fi and remote play is literally in essence what cloud gaming is. You're remoting to another device and playing games on it instead of playing natively. So the Q-Lite could easily have cloud gaming turned on later with a simple software update. It could be sort of latent inside of it, just ready to go. But they don't, again, want to sell a cloud device just yet. They're trying to get PS5 saturation as high as possible. Now, the article then turns to look at Xbox's promises about cloud gaming, and they haven't come to fruition yet. According to Jez, Microsoft announced quite a while ago that its long-term plan for Xbox cloud gaming was to allow players to play games they actually own in the service rather than being restricted to the limited selection in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. This news was particularly exciting to hear since many of the games that make sense for low latency experience simply aren't available on Xbox Game Pass, but we're years from that announcement now and it still hasn't materialized. So this obviously doesn't sit well for Xbox fans. Many of the promises this gen are not coming true and then promises for this cloud gaming thing that also hasn't happened. So he sees the leapfrog effect happening in two ways. First, with supported games. He says PlayStation unexpectedly in June announced that it will be forging ahead with this feature instead for supported games. While that list of supported games may be small once finalized, the idea of PlayStation leapfrogging Microsoft, the so-called cloud company, on this much-awaited feature will be a tough pill to swallow for Xbox cloud gaming users. I'll be honest, this isn't that huge of a leapfrog because it is a limited list, but essentially they're approaching it and saying, here's the supported games. If you own them, you can do it. They're not saying, oh, it's only games on Game Pass Ultimate. So instead of using the cloud to sell a subscription, they're saying, oh, it's here for these supported games. So he's seeing this as one step of the leapfrog. I think Jez is sort of looking at it from the angle of, this is just the beginning. See, Sony's doing stuff first. Xbox is just lagging behind. I think that's his frame of mind here. The second way he sees Sony leapfrogging over Xbox is with 4K streaming. He says, not content with beating Microsoft in this area, PlayStation has now begun rolling out 4K streaming to cloud beta testers. With Xbox Cloud Gaming, at best you can get 1080p streaming. And sure, 4K streaming may not be ideal for most home network conditions, but if Sony can leapfrog Microsoft with technology delivery as well in this area, it presents an existential crisis for Xbox. 
And that existential crisis may be felt strong by Xbox fans, even outlets, podcasts, and YouTube channels that have put so much effort in supporting and defending Xbox this gen. Many have counted on cloud and the ecosystem to sort of save the day, okay? Even recently, on my Friday Reforge recap segment, where I recap the week's gaming news with 30 and still gaming, he echoed this idea that Microsoft can kind of have an explosion that is cloud, it's mobile, it's PC, it will help catapult the Xbox ecosystem to new heights. Even Jez is concerned about what may be going on in the background. Like, is that actually going to come to fruition? He says, It felt like Microsoft was betting it all on a cloud gaming future at one point, using the cloud to reach gamers across any device, no matter where they are at any time. Is Microsoft throwing in the towel again before seeing it through to complete completion? Or is there something else going on behind the scenes? Now, keep in mind, He was one of the first people to report that Microsoft was using more raw materials for cloud instead of the Series X, okay? I remember reporting on that, and people didn't believe him, okay? This was corroborated by Phil Spencer's own emails during the FTC trial, saying that they were constraining console for cloud. Essentially, we're making less consoles for cloud. We're going to constrain consoles. We're going to make it up on cloud. This is directly from Phil Spencer's interviews, literally using the word constrain and constraining. Okay? You want to know why the Series X is not a priority? Do you want to know why they made the less expensive Series S the main console? They constrained their console distribution for cloud. So seeing Sony potentially pull ahead at some level, that's paradigm shattering. The one lingering hope for many Xbox fans was the cloud and the ecosystem, since the consoles are obviously failing on two fronts. First, they're failing on the power front. We're not seeing strong next-gen pushes from Xbox because more people own the Series S. So they simply cannot go back to Project Scarlet Marketing or Series X Marketing and focus on power. It would really, really undercut most of the consumers who won't get those really great next-gen features. You're not going to get those things on the Series S. So it's failing on power. The other thing their consoles are failing at is market saturation. They're they're set to fall behind Xbox One distribution levels, which was a terrible, terrible time for Xbox. For many, the only way out of all of this was the cloud. But according to Jez, Xbox Cloud Gaming doesn't even have enough servers. Now, first, this affects their ability to push the marketing as well as pushing the consumer base to grow. He says, Microsoft can't market Xbox Cloud Gaming because it doesn't have enough capacity to meet the demands of its current and tiny user base. Growing Xbox Cloud Gaming would essentially mean dedicating even more Xbox Series X silicon to server farms rather than store shelves when supplies already feel constrained. They feel constrained because they're being willfully constrained. They're doing it on purpose. And Jez is saying they'd have to do even more constraining just to get capacity up. Capacity's not where it needs to be. This is alarming given how much they have already prioritized cloud over console and the other two big issues that don't really have a solution because of capacity, okay? You can't push more owned games out and you can't push 4K streaming. He says, Microsoft can't deliver 4K for cloud gaming because it doesn't have enough capacity and they can't deliver the ability to play games you actually own because it doesn't have enough capacity. This is just, it sounds like it's just getting worse and worse the more you read his article. He thinks 
may be that they are going to leverage cloud and AI to see opportunities to make it financially viable, but I read a report just today, I believe it was from Jez, saying that AI and chat GPT and all these places are potentially facing bankruptcy, like the, the, the dawn of a lot of that tech is fading very fast, it needs a lot of work, it's sort of bottle rocket mushroomed up. And it's not, it's not financially viable just yet. So I don't even know if they could do that, if they could literally like try to leverage their investment into AI and ChatGPT along with the cloud. He ends on a sour note referencing the Windows phone and a worrying trend from Microsoft. I'm going to get to the tech in just a second. Like, this is a bleak picture from Windows Central, okay? This is not some pro Sony outlet. I'm reading a guy who, he's he's big on Xbox, man. He, I, I think the, the crazy thing is, I think that Jez and I are of the same mind sometimes, even though people call me a pony. It's like, I want Xbox to succeed and turn these things around. I want this gen to go well for them. I bought into this gen, and it hasn't been going well. And this is the note that he ends on. Perhaps all, perhaps all of this could have been avoided if Microsoft hadn't given up its own mobile platform. Rest in peace, Windows Phone. Of course, but that's a dead horse well beaten. He says, I hope that Xbox Cloud Gaming doesn't become another example of an industry trend that Microsoft identified, entered into early, also to then give up too early. I'm not optimistic right now. There is a pattern here, right, of they jump into something, and if it doesn't go too well, they bail, right? We saw that with Mixer, you saw that with Windows Phone, you've seen that with other endeavors. They're very quick to kill things that aren't going well. They almost killed the gaming division in 2014. We could be facing that guillotine one more time if these things do not turn around and go the way that they want. If Activision Blizzard is heavily riding on this idea of fueling and and accelerating a strategy of cloud and ecosystem, buddy, you can't fall this far behind. You cannot be behind, which is why the actual battle between the platforms is something to consider when you look at the technology. So we need to look at Tom Henderson's article about the tech and the innovation that is allegedly coming to market from PlayStation. So Insider Gaming claims to have sources with info about cloud gaming. They said earlier this week, PS5's cloud streaming beta officially rolled out to some PS5 users. And whilst we were un- only able to gather that the streaming will support up to 4K, Insider Gaming sources have provided us with more information on the streaming architecture. Keep in mind, this is Tom Henderson. This is our boy, Tommy Hendy, okay? He's the one who broke the PlayStation Q-Lite info, and everybody doubted him. And after the Q-Lite was announced, he's like, well, do you doubt me now about the PS5 Pro? He's also been consistent on the PS5 Slim. There is no PS5 Slim. I've tried to tell people 18 different times there's no PS5 Slim. They are unifying the SKU, and there's no more disk drive. It'll be detachable, sold separately if you want. That way, there's basically only one PS5. It'll basically be the digital version, and then you can get that, you know, the the disk drive if you want. This is to drive production costs down to increase production. It's probably to free up production lines for the PS5 Pro, so then they're only making one SKU of the non-pro version. It it all kind of makes sense. There is no slim, okay? Stop, Stop saying there's a slim. Now, he clearly has sources at PlayStation and someone close or, or someone close to PlayStation. And I have my own SIE contact, okay? I've gotten, I've gotten some inside information. I'm not under NDA or anything, but my contact at SIE confirmed what is in this article. So this is genuine stuff, okay? So more from the article. Internally named Project Kronos, we previously reported it was Kronos, 
So it's Kronos, like C-R-O-N-O-S, like time, Kronos, the Latin word. Anyway, the new streaming architecture aims to build a robust PS5 streaming experience that will serve as a major step forward in the company's growth in the ever-growing market. So we have an internal name, right? Kronos. And this is such an important step for PlayStation Cloud Gaming. Well, why? What, 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 what do they do? Well, according to Tom Henderson's sources, the production started five years ago because of the PS5 SSD. Here we go again. The PS5 SSD, all right? I'm not saying it's magical. Nobody said it's magical. Shut up. All right, so this is from the article. It's understood that the development of Kronos began five years ago due to the complexity surrounding the PlayStation 5's SSD. While the SSD is very fast in the PS5, it created a new challenge that made it impossible for Sony to develop the infrastructure needed using current technology on the market, like functionality, latency, etc. So, the, the SSD <laughs> was fast, okay? I'm not saying it's faster than PCs, SSDs. I'm, I'm not insulting your, your computer that you spent lots of money on, okay? Calm down. I know when I say PS5 SSD, people's eyes start twitching and they get really angry. This thing was so fast that it was making cloud technology, cloud gaming difficult, okay? So they had to come up with a homebrew, you know, proprietary solution. And this is what they came up with. The final product is a custom storage server under the code name Cura, K-U-R-A, Cura, which reads up to 5 gig per second with under 1 millisecond of latency. In layman's terms, that's really fast, okay? And the less than 1 millisecond of latency is incredibly important. That's the number one issue with cloud gaming, generally, is latency. You can sit here and tell me about GeForce Now and the rigs you're going to be able to connect to. I don't care. All that matters to me is latency. You're letting me remote into a monster PC? Okay, what's the routing like? Where are your data servers located? What's my connection? What's my pingback? Like, what's my millisecond? What's my packet drop? All of those things that go in between you and that cloud infrastructure, that's what matters most, okay? So none of what I'm reading to you from PlayStation addresses issues with infrastructure if you've got spotty neighborhood internet because you know build two houses down won't stop downloading movies if if if, if fast speeds or bad routing or whatever you're dealing with because you're maybe you're not close to the data centers that will affect your experience and the timeline for the data centers is in the article sources said that sony will have a total of 28 data centers across 15 metros for the ps5 cloud streaming rollout and its plans to fully launch in fiscal year 23 so between April of 23 and March of 2024, you'll see this stuff roll out, okay? So it would seem that PlayStation is not just leapfrogging Xbox in cloud gaming timing. Potentially, they're jumping ahead with better architecture and tech. I've had people that know way more than me. They have said this gigabit per second under a millisecond latency is better technology, better architecture than what Xbox's xCloud gaming can do. So it seems this is better, all right? If this is true, this is a severe blow to Xbox and consumer confidence. A growing trend within the dialogue about the two companies was that Xbox is setting its sights on an ecosystem. They're setting their sights on the cloud, essentially not focusing on the console front. Watching Xbox potentially lose another fight will be demoralizing to those holding out hope for a big turnaround. At the end of the day, 
I still think cloud gaming is years away from market-wide commercial acceptance. The consumer will always be judging cloud gaming through the lens of their internet provider quality, and you don't have any control over that. Many of us, but nobody really does, right? The internet's infrastructure in America is terrible. It's super outdated. Even still, being ready for the impending content war and cloud war is vital for gaming platforms to compete. As far as I can tell, PlayStation is once again taking the lead over Xbox, but this time, it's on what feels like Microsoft's home turf, the cloud. So, let's just hope Microsoft and Xbox can answer, and answer fast. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion. Jazz coordinate Windows Central is not the only one going through what feels like sort of a slow motion epiphany about Xbox. This generation is simply not shaking out the way anybody expected it to, okay? I have been very critical of Xbox to the point that I'm now known as an Xbox hater because I bought into Xbox hoping this would be an amazing generation and it's been nothing but disappointment and very strange shifts in strategy. I didn't buy a Series X knowing it would be deprioritized. I didn't buy a Series X knowing the weaker system would be the main system seller. I didn't buy a Series X knowing it would be sacrificed and used for cloud gaming. I thought I was buying a next-generation console that was going to deliver really great gaming experiences. Not long ago, press outlets, podcasts, and YouTubers were cheering for Xbox, and they thought that this console fight was going to be a lot closer this time around. Not just in sales, but in power. There were people that thought the Series S was going to outpace the PS5. They actually thought that because the marketing made it seem like, wow, Xbox is coming out swinging with their console. It seems that Everybody's just conceding that fight's over, and now it's like, well, well, cloud will save us. Ecosystem, that's the future for Xbox, right? As, as that fight continues to slide in Sony's favor, shifting that focus to the cloud and then hearing this news, listen, an ecosystem on mobile devices, PCs, consoles, and TV, that could be huge, but even that's starting to feel like a distant pipe dream, or at least something that will take way too long to come to fruition. The second thing I want to say is, this is one area where I expect Microsoft to fight back. The console fight is clearly something they've thrown the towel in on. And in a previous video, I agreed with Jez that they should have fought harder on the console front. But losing in the cloud gaming space... PlayStation is something that I anticipate Microsoft corporate simply not allowing to happen. It's one thing to lose gaming hardware sales, right? But cloud? That would be damaging to more than just the Xbox brand. Shareholders and interested parties would look at Microsoft very differently. So I expect a full frontal assault on this, and it likely starts with the Activision deal. My conclusion is this. Cloud gaming is certainly in its infancy, but PlayStation seems to be setting its sights on speeding things up. And ultimately, that's good for the market. Everybody kept saying that the Activision deal would make Sony compete. I'm still not sure how you become the dominant leader without competing, but that's (laughs) another discussion. One thing is for certain, though. They, Sony, are taking cloud gaming seriously. And from where I sit, I suppose so should we. And more importantly for Xbox, so should Microsoft. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. I did not anticipate covering this. I thought Jez's article was fantastic. We've leaned on him a couple of times recently, and it's like, 
you know, and I appreciated him setting the setting the story straight on the Starfield review thing. It was like I was like review codes are going out on the day of early access. He was like, this is not true. So I appreciated him doing that and his his sort of his candor and the way he's handled this generation. I think has been helpful. It's like we need people on both sides to be frank and honest when you know the team they sort of cheer for isn't doing well. So guys. Make sure you go through the morning ritual. Smack that like button. Let's get 200 likes. Let's have a discussion about this. Cloud gaming is hotly debated. Many people think it doesn't matter. Many people think it's a waste. Many people think it's the future. Also, we always push for members here every day. You guys hit the member amazing member goal recently of 4,000 members. So get the member goal started every 25. I gift five. DK Baker always wastes no time. I have a $2 super chat tip from Piers Taylor and Pinoy Prince with a 10-month membership says, I feel like Sony always sandbags. Like, downplay the moves they are making and then boom, look what we did type of vibes. It also seems like, I'm going to be honest, it seems like Sony is keeping things kind of wrapped up because of the whole ABK thing. It's like, you can't be out here looking more impressive with cloud gaming and then try to argue that the CMA should block because of cloud gaming. Now, they never really argued on the cloud gaming front. They primarily focused on Call of Duty and revenue models of foreclosure. But I still think Sony was probably trying to keep some of this stuff quiet because of the ABK deal, right? We don't want to come out here looking good we don't want to come out here looking good in cloud gaming. We want we want so we want Microsoft to look good in cloud gaming. Twenty eight months from creature. Insert random joke about myself. I'm too busy to make fun of you this morning. Thank you for twenty eight months, creature. Twelve months from Sam Mud. A whole year of membership. When do you think cloud gaming will take off and become mainstream? It's a hundred percent dependent upon infrastructure. Like it's dependent upon infrastructure. Like nobody's gonna want a cloud game if it doesn't run well on their home internet. That's a fact. Raptor with five months and it's a VIP. My Starfield Constellation Edition pre-order got canceled. Never again, Walmart. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I hate when they do that. You think you're in. You think you're good. That happened to some people. Did it happen with GameStop? That happened somewhere else, too. I always feel bad for people that are there day one to buy. Evidence with a gifted membership. Brad Devries with a gifted membership. We have a single gifted member train going on right now. Guys, jump on for five bucks. You can welcome somebody in as a member. Click that dollar sign and just do one. You don't got to do these big member bombs that these guys do. Zippy Narwhal with a $5 super chat tip says, "MS Microsoft strategy is simple. Let consoles burn and then weaponize that failure, as they already have, to acquire more publishers and then dominate in content. Zippy, there are people that continue to think Microsoft's, that's their path, is just to become a publisher, right? Once they own all this stuff, they're like, oh, forget the ecosystem, forget the cloud, let's just make money on the software, let's just be a publisher, right? But... Microsoft corporate could look at this and be like, you guys just need to get out of some of that stuff. You're getting your literal butt kicked on console distribution. That's just an absolute disaster. And cloud? You're going to get beat on cloud gaming? Uh, Microsoft corporate's going to be like, listen, you get, all this con- you get all this content, you get all these studios, just be a publisher. You're good at writing checks, Microsoft. Just do that. That's all we need. We just need your money. I'll be straight up with you. Microsoft's got deep pockets. Just pour it on these studios and just make a ton of money on games, bro. Like, and get your hands out of their out of their, their production styles. Don't make them do 18 months contractual policies. Don't, 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 don't gut your workforce every year and a half, okay? Just, just 
write checks. You're good at writing checks, Microsoft, because you got a lot of money. And then we'll get a bunch of good games. Wouldn't that be a turn of events to have Microsoft be one of the leading publishers in the industry instead of trying to be a platform? You know? And then Game Pass becomes viable on other platforms because it would be like EA Play. Quintar gifts five members after renewing his own. 24 months for Ant. Ant, congrats on the red badge. I got six to add here because Darth Nihilus also gifted some members. We got a little gifted member train going on this morning. Five from Quintar and one from Darth Nihilus. Keep it going. Thank you guys so much. Microsoft would make an absolute killing if they just made games and sold games. Doesn't that make more sense to just be like, listen, you guys have EA Play, you have Ubisoft Plus, don't you want Game Pass on your platform? Look at all these great Microsoft-published titles that we have. You can't make a 30% cut of other people's stuff if you're only the publisher. I'm not sure what you mean, Zubair. Oh, you mean they can't take the cut from the third-party stuff? They're not. They're the sales are always not good on Xbox anyway. They don't need to have a platform where they can take thirty percent from sales because the sales aren't there. What difference does it make? By the way, another great shirt from Into the AM, Astro Samurai. Isn't this awesome? Look at the detail. Look at the detail on this guy, Astro Samurai. I had to get it. You guys know. You guys know I love samurai stuff, man. It's freaking hot shirt. Don't forget to use code Lono at Into the AM or Into the slash Lono. Brian with 13 months, thanks so much. You've been the standard by which I hold all other content creators to. Great to see the growth and the resurgence. It's well-deserved. Keep it 100. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate that. Eugene said something. Hang on, let me take a look at this. Eugene says, it's almost like Sony was first into the cloud market years ago, has already spent a ton of time porting their library over, and is in a position to bolster their library with new tech now. It seems that way. It certainly seems that way. What is this thing here from Tears of the Kingdom? When leadership is, say, getting frustrated at you for writing about Tears of the Kingdom after it releases, I do think there's a limit to how much things can flourish. Taku EIC on dealing with the company's managers uh, via Shannon Substack worth signing up. I'm not sure what's going on there. Click to see attachment. I already, I already read it. Sorry, Eugene. Stream delay. I already read what you said. Um, Astro Samurai, I thought you were advertising Starfield. It does kind of look like a Starfield shirt, doesn't it? Yeah. The elephant in the room. Cloud in Japan may not suck like it does here. True. True, Zubair. But we looked at this recently. PlayStation has a greater consumer base outside of Japan. So, again, I think that the Q Lite could do well in Japan. Mobile gaming, they might convince a lot of those folks to be like, hey, you haven't been buying a PS5, now you have a reason to buy a PS5. The the Q Lite, to me, is still an enigma. It's still an enigma. It's like, if it launches without cloud, and they never add cloud, what a weird device. I mean, unless they're just seeing it as the low entrance cost accessory to say, hey, you pair this up with your PS5 and then they make a cloud device later. I just, I just don't know. That I just, it's, it seems like to me, I can't look at the recent news about PlayStation Cloud and then look at the Q Lite and not see it as part of the strategy. 
why would you not it's literally doing what cloud devices do it remotes into your into your playstation and plays games off of it that's what you do when you do cloud is that true lego harry potter has leaked and will come with a trailer it's possible christos i have a video on this channel about the next harry potter game being a lego game there were already leaks about that a while ago i've got a video about it on this channel it's like the first psvr you gotta have the first gen of the product and then the version 2 is the banger yeah maybe maybe Zubair and maybe they do a better screen maybe they do an OLED screen because this thing's an LCD and people were kind of mad about that I see the Q device getting cloud that's been my prediction for a while because listen in my show open I kind of outline this I don't think PlayStation wants to give anybody a reason to not buy a PS5 right now there's, it makes no sense to be like, hey, we're trying to hit record distribution of our console. Here's a cheaper device. You can play PlayStation games on it and don't need a PS5. Like That doesn't make sense right now for their marketing push. Their marketing push is PS5, PS5, PS5. And if, and if they're lowering the price, we could even see some bundles of like, yeah, get a PlayStation 5 at the newer low cost. We'll bundle in a Q-Lite. There you go. You're good to go. You got everything you need. Oh, you need the VR too? Yeah, we'll throw that in. Like, it makes way more sense right now to not focus on a cloud device because they're trying to sell PS5s. I could see them adding cloud support later. The only problem with PS Now was latency. They were too soon. Well, and that, again, my main concern about cloud gaming is nobody knows where the latency is coming from. You can tell somebody, oh, it's your internet. You could have a little pop-up. You could have a little pop-up and be like, yeah, your internet's experiencing latency. You know what they're going to say? My internet's fine. They're like, I'm, I'm totally fine. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. VR2 is dead. No, it's not. I, I, I know you guys like to say that, that, that hate on PlayStation. There are like 95-something confirmed games from Eurogamer Video coming to PSVR 2. Some of those games actually halted production on other platforms to shift their production to the PSVR 2. The sales are on pace to do better than VR 1, and they launched in the slowest quarter of the year, and it was only selling on their website. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, you guys believe a guy that ran with false information about the VR2 doing bad when the stats actually came out on how well it did. None of those people did retractions or updates. It's just such a false narrative. The PSVR2 is doing fine. There's games in in the last six months, it's had more first party games and more third party games than the Series X and S had in their first year. Like, it's an embarrassment to even bring up how, oh, the VR2 is doing terrible. No, it's not. It's doing fine. It's a niche market, niche item, and it was only sold on their website. You couldn't even go to the store to buy one, and it did fine. AOZ with 13 months. Best show on YouTube. Member up. Thank you so much, AOZ. That's a controller people have actually been asking for. Q-Lite is something that nobody was asking for. You can already do what it does on another device. It's not going to sell like the DualSense Edge. Listen, Solemn, I remember when the DualSense Edge was promoted, people did the same thing. They poo-pooed it. They said nobody's going to buy that. It only has two triggers on the back. Done fine. PSVR 2. Yeah, no, VR's VR's not going to do well. You know, we don't need VR, right? Because, you know, Xbox promised VR and you didn't get VR. But, yeah, VR, no, VR's not doing well. And then the PSVR 2 is doing just fine. 
how many times are we going to say a PlayStation accessory is not going to do well and then it turns around and does just fine? Like, they are becoming the apple of gaming. Like, everybody buys their stuff if you're in their ecosystem. You're like, yeah, give me it. I want it. Headphones, controller, VR. It, they're, they're literally just like, buy it. It's ours. It's awesome. And people do. And I think gaming on the go is significantly more popular now because of the Nintendo Switch. Stop stealing my comments. What'd you say? It's the Apple model, a simplified version of it just works. If you're invested into Sony, it'll be attractive. That's what I mean. I, I, I know there are people with PlayStation 5s that are like, I don't want a Q Lite. But the lion's share of the people I see knocking it are people that don't even have a PlayStation 5. It's like, you're, you're not the intended audience. I, I'm the intended audience. Being able to play my games anywhere I go that there's good Wi-Fi. Like, especially if they're, ha- if they're investing in live service games. If they're investing in live service games, imagine Diablo 4 wasn't in a pile of dung right now. Okay, let's say Diablo 4 was doing great. And I'm out and about, I'm traveling, I'm doing whatever. I'm on a trip. And I want to grind some of the season. I pull out my Q light and I play, right? But hey, make sure that you know the PS5 is at home and plugged in and good to go, right? And I pull it out and I play. But you can do that on a phone with this controller, and I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to use my phone to do that. I I want my phone to be my phone. Also, I, I don't like that controller. I like my dual sense. I like my haptic feedback. I get to I get to just bring this one thing with me. Don't you see? It's like there's a market for that. Even if it's not you, I'm not saying everybody's gonna buy this thing. I think in its infancy it'll be like the VR too. I think it I think they'll make a limited run. It'll likely sell well. They'll make sure it works well. There's obviously gonna be firmware updates, patch updates, software updates to make sure that the architecture, the infrastructure, make sure it's all working well. You don't want people connecting to their home PS5 and dealing with latency and problems. That's If the Wi-Fi is acting up or the home internet's acting up, that's one thing, but they want to make sure their side is working well. DualSense Edge controller isn't remotely indicative of the Q-Lite. It is indicative of the Q-Lite at one level. At the level of, and the analogy I gave was, people said the same thing about the DualSense Edge. They said, DOA dead on arrival nobody asked for a pro controller with two triggers on the back i sat here saw the commercial saw the advertisement and everybody kept saying that's a stupid thing that's dumb nobody's gonna buy that that at that price point no not as good not as good as an xbox elite controller that thing's doa and it did just fine its attach rates remarkable their accessory attach rate is strong that's the point I was making. Whether it's headphones or the DualSense Edge or the PSVR 2, Sony has good accessory attach rates. They just covered this in a webcast months ago. And I don't think the Q Light's gonna struggle at all. I think I think I literally think you're gonna it's gonna be hard to get one. If if you think there isn't gonna be like a line, there's gonna be a Q for the Q. <laughs> there's gonna be a Q for the Q. And you're not you're gonna have a hard time getting one. Yeah, people said that about this about the edge, the dual sense edge. Oh, it only has four hours of battery. Oh, it's too expensive and and it, and it sold just fine. Here's what I think happens. I think Sony really understands their consumer base 
and a lot of you don't because you're not their consumer base like having xbox centric fans talk about oh yeah sony man what a what a dumb mistake what a dumb idea i i think they're doing real real good i think they're doing just fine i think they understand their consumer base you know oh yeah if PlayStation Plus without day and date, that's dead on arrival. If they don't do day and date to compete with Game Pass, yeah, Sony PlayStation Plus and premium all that's that that's uh it's gonna go nowhere. They're 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 gonna have to do day and date. They're gonna do day and date real soon. No, they're not. DK Baker bumps the gifted line to ten. Like I think that's what it comes down to is they understand the market in their consumer base. And, and 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 folks that are not in that consumer base consistently express why they aren't. Yeah, I bought the I bought the PlayStation DualSense Edge, yes, so that I could see what it was like. I like it. I'm considering using it when I play what was the game that I said I was going to use it in? I can't remember. I might end up using it for um fighting like not fighting games uh like melee based games in the future so i can keep my just the two buttons on the bottom the only thing i don't like about the dual sense edge is, is it's too heavy it's just it's heavy it's it's listen you're competing with this like i never i hated the playstation 4 controller i used a cronus so that i could use the xbox controller you sony pony when i first got into the playstation ecosystem i had to buy a cronus because i could not stand the playstation 4 controller but this i i this is now my favorite controller they, they changed the form factor they changed the way that it feels just enough that the dual sense edge is competing with this this is just more comfortable i just i like using it more it's just it's heavier and that may, that's an immediate turnoff for me evidence with a gifted member and bumps the line to one they're showing you guys you can do single gifted members you don't got to do the big bombs q light charts uh q light charts top three on god hang on eridimus said something what'd he say oh yeah you asked me if i bought the thing my point isn't that there aren't individuals that will buy it people will buy literal dog feces uh if you sell it to them i'm saying it won't be widespread in demand like other accessories i i think you're wrong i will we'll know real soon we'll know real soon the pattern is is very clear if PlayStation does an accessory, everybody says it's stupid, overpriced, nobody asked for that, that thing's not going to sell well, and then it sells well. So, so I, I think I think the pattern's pretty good in their favor. I, you know, because I tried to tell people, I said, you've got to think about the common gamer. The common gamer doesn't need four buttons on the back of the controller. Two is plenty. That's that's plenty. I, I I actually I actually like that. I like just having the two. It's you know it's a little less invasive. It's a little easier to adapt to. They weren't making the controller to compete with your scuff. I only bought the Edge because both my controllers had stick drift. I decided to return and pay forty each to fix my controllers. The PSVR two sell well? Yes, it sold totally fine. Like all reports indicate that it did just fine. It, they only sold it on their website. Now they're looking to ramp out into retailers. Have they done that yet? When are they doing that? When's the PSVR two coming to retailers? You can literally already do what it does on better displays. Okay, you are once again establishing that you don't understand the consumer base. Your 
not the consumer base, Solemn. You're not. I'm the consumer base, buddy, because I'm never going to do what you're talking about. I'm never going to buy some controller and hook it up to my phone and game on my phone. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a Q Lite. It's it's just so, it's just easy. I don't have to think. It's like, yep, that's what it does. That's all it does. I don't have to worry about the battery life on it. I don't have to worry about a phone call or a text message coming in. I just buy it and play. I think, with all due respect, Solemn, I think within the PlayStation ecosystem, there's way more people like me than like you. There's way more people like me than you. There's way more people that are going to be like, that sounds cool, and they're going to buy it. They're not going to say, well, but I can uh, I, I can go and buy an aftermarket controller and I can attach to my phone and I can install the software and I can play on my phone. Th- no, a lot, they're like me. Monkey brain, bro. I pushed a button and it works. Like that's the consumers that are like PSVR 2. I, I just plug it into my, my PlayStation. That's all I got to do. Give me that. I can play Gran Turismo. I can, oh my, give me it. I'll take it. Oh, the controller's got extra buttons on it? Give me that. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, I think the intended market for this thing is not the people that are on YouTube and Reddit and Twitter, and you're like, well, this screen's got this latency and this color saturation and this pixel count and this refresh rate. Oh, and and this controller, you just attach to your phone, and it's so much better than the previous model. Like, you're, you're all the way in, bro. I think most consumers are not. There are more people like that, but it'll be successful because of blind brand loyalty, not because it's an amazing device with high quality. Well, that's a convenient goalpost shift and presumption on why people buy something. They're only buying it for brand loyalty, not because it's an amazing device with high quality. At the price they're selling it, what, who the frick cares? They're not selling it for $600. Goodness gracious. What, what, did they did they even say the price point yet? I don't even know the price point. I'm assuming they're not selling it for $600. Nobody would buy one at that. I'm buying a device that gives me something that I don't presently have right now. It's not a goalpost shift. I literally said that earlier in the message. You only read half of. No, you started out by saying it won't be in high demand. You said it won't be in high demand. Nobody asked for this. That's what you said. Now you're conceding, well, it'll sell well because of brand loyalty. It's not going to sell well because it's a good device. It's like, well, that's not what your original assertion was. The original assertion was, nobody asked for this. There'll be no demand for it. It's not going to sell like previous accessories. That was your original position and assertion. I pushed back on it by claiming... There's an awful lot of consumers like me that are like, that sounds really cool. I would love to do that. That sounds very simple and straightforward. Convenience is a feature. Now being like, oh, you're basically hedging is what you're doing. You predicted it won't sell well, and now you're hedging. You're like, well, if it does sell well, it's only selling because of blind brand loyalty. It's not because it's a good device. You're hedging. It's like... I'm going to make a prediction that this thing won't sell well. But just in case it does, I'm going to besmirch and insult everybody who buys it. Why? Why be that way? Maybe people buy things that don't appeal to you because they think it has value. Because value is subjective. 
The Q Lights two ninety nine. They say under three hundred. Also, better screen. What phone has a screen that size? Yeah, the screen's huge. You don't have a screen that big. You don't. It might be better quality, but it's not that size. I mean, unless I, I, I obviously, if you would do one of the doesn't one of the newer iPads have like a really crazy screen? I've not. I've not been in that world. I don't go and get that stuff. My mom always buys the latest and greatest from Apple. She has like every iPad known to man. My dad's always on, you know, last year's model. Always. Join us sheep, Lono. We Apple sheep are so happy. We can be ha- you can be happy too. Because of Sony sheep. <laughs> Become a Sony sheep given blind brand loyalty is somewhat biting. But your point is made all the same. No, I said the only way it does sell well is because of brand loyalty. I still don't think it will sell well, so don't misinterpret my argument. That's still hedging, Solemn. You're still hedging, and you're and you're insulting the people that will potentially buy it. You're like, it's not going to sell well. And even if it sells well, it'll only be because of brand loyalty, not because it's a good device. It's like, if it sells well, people are stupid, is essentially what you're saying. The people that value something I don't value are just dumb. They're, they're too stupid to realize it's not a good device. Like, the hubris of thinking that you're the arbiter of value. You're not. I, I would argue, I would argue that it's, that I don't see the value in buying all that extra stuff for your phone when you can buy a device that does all that without being on your phone. It's like, no, that's right. This right here is way more valuable to me. I think what you're doing doesn't have the value that it has to me. But I'm not going to insult you and be like, well, that's awfully stupid. What a dumb waste of money, right? What? No, I just, you, you're valuing something that I don't value. What's good feed? I'm saying the only way that it would, as in it's most likely, and I still don't think that it will. Yes, and if your position is falsified, if it sells incredibly well, you've got your conveniently constructed Alamo to run to. Oh, they're just dumb. Yeah, just a bunch of brand loyal dummies who who do, it's not even a good device. It's like you've you've got your Alamo to run to if it sells well. I, like I said, you're hedging. That's 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 poor argumentation. I'm I'm right, and if I end up being wrong, it's only because these people are dumb. What? That would be like me saying, "Yeah, dude, the the the, the Starfield uh, controller, it's not going to sell well. But if it sells well, it's only going to sell well because of brand loyalty." It's like I'm just I'm just hedging in case I'm wrong. I'm coming up with some other you know weird excuse to explain away something doing well or having popularity like I don't know maybe there's entire subsets of the market that are different than you value different things than you and spend money on stuff that you would never spend a dime on right think about the the things people spend their time and money on like model trains collectible dolls there's all kind of things out there that you would look at and be like what a complete waste of money but they're just different than you. That's the point. Like, leave room for consumers and people that just are different than you. Instead of, instead of acting all high and mighty about it, oh, they're just doing it because of brand loyalty. Like, no. Is that why the Edge controller sold well? Is that why the PSVR 2? Is that why their headphones have done well? Low light counts as evidence. Yeah, guys, smash that like button. I mean, good debate either way. We're not really talking about the main subject. <laughs> the main subject is 
did did PlayStation beat Microsoft to cloud? Like, are they are they beating them with tech? Are they going to beat them with distribution? Are they going to beat them with the library? Like, that's the real question on the table, right? Off topic, do you think Baldur's Gate gets a game trial on P- PlayStation Plus? Yes. They're required to within 90 days of release. If you are at a certain price structure and you land on PlayStation, within 90 days you have to offer a um, a, a trial. That's like, that's, that's PlayStation's policy. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they're firmly enforcing that. But I saw Carrion, which is like an indie title for like 20 bucks. It had a trial. I believe you have to be... I can't remember the price. Somebody's going to have to correct me on this. It's either $29.99 or $39.99. If you're $29 or $39 or higher, you have to have a game trial within 90 days of release when you go to the PlayStation platform. Because they want their... They want their... It's 180 days? I thought it was 90. I swore it was 90. Did they did they change it? When we originally reported on that, I swear to you it was 90 days. 180. Good goodness gracious. I thought three months, that makes way more sense than 180. Six, they have a half a year. I would all in for a streaming capable device if it was viable for me. But I hear so much hype about people using xCloud. I hope Sony can push it. It is, in my opinion, still a limited prospective audience. Percentage of users in that audience is a mystery. I think your biggest challenge with cloud gaming is in order to grow the user base, you you need people to try it. And that's the big question mark. When they try it, do they have a good experience? Hey, you can play Starfield on your television. You can play PlayStation 5 games over the cloud. Okay. okay. And let's say you get a million people in a month to try it out. You know, it's going to take a while, right, to get consumer adoption here. It's a new concept, new idea. Let's say in a month you get a million people to try it out. Let's say half a million people don't have a great experience. There's lag, there's latency, there's something going on. Their internet sucks, their neighborhood's oversold or oversaturated. Who knows? Maybe they're trying to game at the wrong time of day because cable is a shared line, and when you're on a shared line, depending on who's on the node with you, you can have bad speeds depending on what, you know, Carl down the road's doing. He's downloading a bunch of hentai. Okay, well... You're like, that sucked. I tried to play cloud gaming and it sucked. You're not going to go back anytime soon. You'll hear somebody talking about it. You're like, I tried it. It was terrible. That, I think, is the biggest challenge with cloud gaming. Getting people to try it and then crossing your fingers that they have a good experience. Lono, the thought that Sony might do anything that is successful is insulting to Sony haters. (laughs) How much money do PS5 users have to keep purchasing all these expensive accessories? PS5, 500. PSVR 2, 550. DualSense Edge, 200. Q-Lite. I mean, Fozzie. Look, bro. That's like asking, how much money does the guy who bought the high-end car to keep, you know, taking it to an expensive car wash or keep having it detailed? Early adopters into into like premium level tech like this are are going to continue spending. That's just kind of the way that it is. 
that doesn't mean they're better or like they're automatically more wealthy this could literally just be people that like this is a priority in their life and they set aside funds for it they 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 set aside funds for it they this is something like look if i was not a youtuber do you want to know what i'd be doing right now if I wasn't a YouTuber and I didn't have kiddos, if I was a single guy or you know married guy, no kids, if I didn't have kids and I wasn't a YouTuber, I'd be packing up my Series X and trading it in. That's what I'd be doing. I'd potentially actually be, yeah, I'd be trading it in for a PS5 because I could have a PS5 in multiple rooms. I wouldn't have to be moving them all the time. Like right now, I would love to have a third one. I'd put it in here. It'd always be in the, st- excuse me, it'd always be in the studio. And then I have my two out in my entertainment room. I have two televisions in my entertainment room. Each TV would have a PS5 for when my wife and I want a co-op. And then I'd have one in my studio room. Okay? And then when the PS5 Pro rolls out, guess what? I've got a nice, convenient third PlayStation 5 to go trade up with. If like I would literally be setting aside funds and structuring things in a way so that I could have everything PlayStation's doing. Why? Because they're doing the things this generation that I value. The PSVR 2 completely convinced me. It's like, this is great. I literally just had my first successful run through Synapse. It was an absolute blast. I got sent a Pico 4. I love my Pico 4. I'm finally getting to play Half-Life Alex and this last um this last Friday. Oh, I haven't been scrolling in Discord. I I, I went up and clicked on the thing. Um I'm sorry, I went up and clicked on the thing that Eugene put. I was like, man, Discord's being awfully quiet. I'm now I'm now cut up. I'll respond to some of you guys in Discord in just a second. So I'm not saying Oh man, PlayStation is so much better than Xbox. I'm saying PlayStation's offering A, Xbox is offering B. I just really prefer A. Today's discussion is so important because Xbox's evolution is happening right before our very eyes. Just three years ago, we had marketing about native 4K, up to 120, teraflop, flippity-flop, dippity-dup, and now what are we looking at? Well, it's an ecosystem and cloud, and and the main console is the Series S. What the frick happened? What? That's not... I didn't think that three years ago. I sat in the Twitch studio. I was main stage... E3 host. I interviewed the guy from ID at Xbox. I interviewed the guy from Call of Duty. I got to interview like main industry leaders about their games and what they're doing. I was main stage in 2019 and we all sat there and looked up at the monitors and we watched the Xbox showcase and the Project Scarlet marketing like blew my freaking mind. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm going to be able to buy a box and put it in my living room that does that? The 120 frames? I remember in the previous generation constantly saying, give us 60 frames per second, stop worrying about resolution. I said this after playing Spider-Man and God of War 2018. I loved those games, but I wanted 60 FPS. So... In 2019, when they start promoting Project Scarlet, I'm like, bro, Xbox is bringing the hardware heat. This is going to be great. 120? I only want 60. And you're promising me 120? At the time, I had a PC that could play Fortnite and Destiny 2 at 120. I had a a 2080 Ti, the same rig I still have today. So, 
I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is it. This is Xbox's time to shine with hardware. Look at what's happened in three years. We're not even talking about that anymore. Look how quickly the entire narrative around the brand has shifted. And what has it shifted to? Xbox is now an ecosystem. Game Pass, baby. That's the value. That's the value. Series S is is the main console. Why? Well, we'll get more people in the ecosystem. Activision Blizzard, let us compete. Let us buy Activision Blizzard. Why? Oh, that'll help accelerate our ecosystem strategy. And emails from Phil Spencer indicating we're constraining console for cloud. So today's report, that's why it's so important. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Wait, just... Hold on. Everybody pause for just a second. Let's all stop fighting. Let's all stop taking screenshots of video games and trying to make one team look bad. Let's just analyze what Xbox is doing. Xbox seemingly pivoting away from console being the main focus. Constraining console distribution for cloud. And now we're hearing from Windows Central, from Jez Corden, that PlayStation is leapfrogging over with respect with respect to cloud gaming that's a significant that's a significant development because even in his article he's like they don't even have the capacity to push this they can't add games to the library they can't push it and add more consumers they don't have the capacity which is mind boggling so I'm assuming that's because all of their cloud solutions with Azure are being used commercially, right? They're selling it to other people. They make tons of money on it. So they're having to build their own infrastructure for cloud gaming. And subsequently, that's why they had to short Xbox Series X distribution and production so that they could then boost cloud. And then, But then they don't even have enough. So it's like, that's why I'm telling you, I see Microsoft answering back on this very strongly. I don't think they take this laying down because this doesn't reflect poorly on Xbox. This reflects poorly on Microsoft. One of the leaders in cloud getting whooped in cloud gaming. That's not that they're not going to abide that. They're not going to sit idly by. I think Jez's article, he's like, I'm not optimistic. I'm like, I'm not optimistic either, but I don't think Microsoft takes this one laying down. They'll throw the weight of their war chest at this. They'll figure something out. We get some likes on the video. We're over an hour through, guys. Thanks for a, a heated discussion. I think a very fruitful discussion and debate about this. We'd love to know what you think about this situation. Um, my wife says, I'm going to need more coffee. They had an early day uh, today. Thank you guys for, again, for another just strong turnout today. If you're hitting subscribe so you can talk in chat, we've gotten a handful of new subscribers today. Thank you so much. Type in chat. Subscribing is totally free. Subscribing doesn't cost anything. Membership is the other button. That's the join button. Hilly says, that's an important point. I think that sometimes people look at the finances with gaming through their own lens and value. Most hobbies are expensive and adults spend serious capital on their hobbies. Like imagine your passion is classic cars. That's bonkers. Gaming is a cheap hobby when you look at the raw capital of time that you get. The only thing I push back on I hear a lot is this product is too expensive. Like these companies know their markets and they aim for the sweet spot in price point. They don't care what's in your account. It's global. Excellently stated, Hilly. Excellently stated. <clears throat> I I think I think in general I think in general a lot of the times that is something that people forget. I think people forget that there is such a broad market out there. 
And listen, I've talked about this. I've said I think Microsoft can appeal to a portion of the gaming audience. Currently, the the gaming the gaming landscape is not responding to them. They're responding to, to Nintendo and PlayStation. I wouldn't even say currently. I would say historically. That's that's the gamble, truly. Think about it like this. Thank you so much for a gifted member, Joker. Putting us at about the halfway mark at 12 gifted members. Thank you guys so much. Hit three singles and get that at 15. Temp one of the big boys to do a, uh, a 10 bomb. I'm in the vein of what Lono said earlier. I have to set that up or get myself a cue, push a button, and it works. I don't have to spend hours fighting with technology that never wants to work properly. All right, let's think of it this way. So Microsoft's taking a gamble with Xbox, turning it into more of an ecosystem and a cloud, okay? It's a gamble because what you're hoping is you're hoping that a lot of people that are currently not gamers buy into this idea of tablet, mobile, TV, PC, console. You can play in any of those areas, right? The general consensus of the gaming economy right now is heavily throwing its weight behind PlayStation and Nintendo. Historically, that's been the case. So Microsoft's sort of gambling on non, non-traditional gamers, maybe, will say. They don't do console gaming, they don't do PC gaming, really getting into their ecosystem. And that's a gamble that could pay off, because that's tons of people. Especially if you consider how large the mobile gaming market is, right? All those Candy Crush... You know, moms and dads, all those, you know, busy college students that might be putting in a little PUBG mobile or Call of Duty mobile games here and there. There could be a lot of people that are gaming more on mobile and they could scoop those people up. I see the difference between with cloud gaming. Cloud gaming seems like it's going to be very central to the identity of the ecosystem that Microsoft is building for Xbox. And for PlayStation, it feels more additive. Right? It still, fe- it still feels like it's orbiting around PlayStation as a piece of hardware. It's almost like this is still the central identity of PlayStation. We also have cloud gaming. It's more, it's more additive. It's not the centrality of the brand's identity. And that's where I feel the shift in Microsoft's like the, the shift to ecosystem over console. Emails saying we're constraining console for cloud well that tells me your brand your identity is going to become interwoven with it's a it's a cloud ecosystem it's a cloud platform that could pay off massively for microsoft because it opens doors that are currently shut you just aren't going to get certain consumers to buy your box you're not going to get certain consumers to get on pc so it could pay off really well i still see it as a significant gamble because you're basically banking on non-gamers flooding your ecosystem and currently according to jez's article they don't even have the capacity to really push this which is actually the most interesting part about it would you ever do a show about the different players in cloud like uh g geforce now for example I'd have to do a ton of research line. I think the primary concern would be that there's not a lot of demand for a video about that within my current sub base. I know there's a demand for that content on YouTube um, 
YouTube entirely, but within my sub base, I would worry about the click rate. People like GeForce Now. Even this morning, I was a little nervous. I was like, eh, cloud gaming is is not necessarily uh, uh, of high interest for lots of people, but we're having a great turnout and a great conversation. So maybe there's maybe there's room for a show about GeForce Now because F Cat F the Cat, he's always up my nose and saying GeForce Now is better. GeForce Now is better. Okay. Love you. I love you, FCAT, if you're, if you're around. Okay, let's say it's better. Does that matter to the 40 million PlayStation 5 owners? Does that matter to the would-be 50, 60... I think there's going to be roughly 60 million PlayStation 5s in circulation around the time that they launch the PlayStation 5 Pro end of next year. Does GeForce Now matter to those people? Does GeForce Now matter to consumers that are, that are flocking to PlayStation over Xbox? Like, don't you see? The issue here is not which cloud service is is better it's as a platform what can playstation offer to continue to be winsome to the consumer and competitive against the alternatives geforce now isn't really competing with playstation is it yo dr spaceman games says over here on kick the issue for microsoft is that now you need to pay for game pass and for GeForce Now Ultimate tier, that's quite expensive to play 4K in the cloud. PlayStation Premium alone is cheaper than Game Pass when subscribing yearly. According to Jez, they're just adding games that are supported to cloud. I don't even know. Do you need PlayStation Plus to do cloud? The way that Jez worded it, it made it sound like, no, PlayStation's jumping ahead and saying, yeah, if you own the game, you can play it. As long as it's supported. Did I misread what he said? Is he misunderstanding? Like... The way he read it, he said, nope, they're jumping ahead of Xbox in this feature, in that you can cloud stream a game you already own. He criticized Xbox and said that was something that they promised and it still hasn't come to fruition. And then he said, Sony jumped ahead of them on this. Thank you for another gifted member, Lord Horg, putting us at 13. We just need two more singles. Tempt the big boys, man. Just two more single gifteds. The future of cloud is up in the air. <laughs> it would have to be for subscribers only. For now, yes, you need PlayStation Plus Premium to use cloud services. However, that is rumored to change. You do need PS Plus. Okay. PlayStation also confirmed that you'll be able to play supported games you own in the blog, but I believe that you'll need PlayStation Plus Premium sub. Okay. Okay. Can someone locate that blog for me? Let's look at the verbiage here. I mean, I could probably try to find it. I Because Jez was under the impression that you could just play the games that you own. Behemoth with a gifted member. Oh, maybe that's what he meant. I think I might have... I, I, I may have misunderstood him. I think what he means is... With Xbox... You need Xbox Ultimate, and then there's it's only games on Ultimate that can be played on cloud. And with PlayStation, you, you need the subscription, but then it can as long as you own the game, you can play it. Oh, you need the base level, Creature's saying. Yes, Cloud needs premium. Hang on. Uh da-da-da-da-da-da. PlayStation blog. Is it the one from May 23? Your guide to the all-new PlayStation Plus? 
Uh, uh, cloud. I'm trying to find what they say about cloud. Give me one second here. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it in this article. I'm, I'm, somebody's going to have to try to find the article for me. Mm. I was again... I was getting leaning a little bit on I was leaning a little bit on on Jez's reporting on this. You need premium for cloud games not to remote play though. You can play your own using remote play. Andrew gifts a member on top of Behemoth. There it is. 15 out of 25, the 10 bomb layup. Let's see if anybody takes the bait. Yesterday we had like multiple what was it what was it multiple 10 bombs or 20 bombs? It was hilarious. Okay, AOZ is saying you need premium. You need premium for cloud streaming of games you do not own. Yeah, Jez indicated, he said, let me let me find the direct quote. He indicated that PlayStation announced you'll be able to play games that you own, and that was his issue, was that Xbox said they were going to let you do this. He says... PlayStation unexpectedly in June announced that it will be forging ahead with this feature for supported games. Ten gifted members from Charles Freeman. There it is. I knew somebody would take it. He takes the layup and slams it home. Thank you, Charles. My man. Again, the the verbiage is weird in his article. He says, PlayStation unexpectedly in June announced that it will be forging ahead with this feature Instead, for supported games, while the list of supported games may once be finalized, the idea that PlayStation leapfrogged Microsoft, the so-called cloud company, on this much-awaited feature will be a tough pill for swallow for Xbox Cloud Gaming uh, users. So he's making it sound like Xbox promised you'll be able to play the games that you own. That's never materialized. PlayStation's forging ahead with this feature. They just have to be supported. It's two different types of mobile gaming. Cloud gaming is not the same as remote play. The Q-Lite should do both. There's tears, says Broken Surprise. They did confirm you would need PS Premium. Okay, so what Jez is probably doing is, is he's creating a dividing line. Both of them require a subscription, but PlayStation's going to let you play games that you own as long as they're supported. Xbox is not allowing you to play games that you own, it has a specific list of games that you can play that are on Game Pass Ultimate. 22 months from Charles Freeman. Lono, scream my name. Mama, we made it. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Charles. I appreciate that. Okay, okay. Now I understand what he's saying. I think what he's saying is PlayStation's jumping ahead here. They're letting you play games that you own as long as it's on the supported list. Xbox is not letting you play games that you own. There's a specific list on Game Pass that you can play. That might seem pedantic, but I think that categorization is important because I think in Jez's mind, they're laying the groundwork. Sony's getting ready to jump ahead here. They're going to be like, oh yeah, as long as it's supported, if you own the game, yeah, you can play it. And Xbox promised that years ago and it hasn't happened. What if the game you own is on Ultimate? Well, obviously, that that you're not playing it because you own it on Xbox. You're playing it because it's on Ultimate and it's part of the list. PlayStation's is different. They're saying if it's supported and you own it, you can play it on Cloud. 
and I think that's his concern. His concern would be that supported list will grow, meaning PlayStation will be the first to say, yeah, if you own it, you can play it on cloud. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like our list of games. If it's your game, yeah, go ahead and play it. That's his concern is they're jumping ahead. That, that, that We've not gotten that yet on Xbox. FCAT says, I'm trying to school this guy. Xbox was supposed to do it, but Stadia shut down. Okay. Okay. I understand now why he says they're jumping ahead. And he's even saying they're jumping ahead in technology. If you look at the Tom Henderson article, that's the the significance of what what they've pulled off with the... They needed to interface with the SSD. So five years ago, I'll give you guys a little recap. Five years ago, PlayStation was encountering issues with their cloud services because the SSD of the PS5 was so fast, they were like, we can't interface with it. So they had to come up with a their own proprietary solution. It is a server-side solution. It's a custom storage server under the codename Cura, K-U-R-A. It reads up to 5 gig a second with under 1 millisecond of latency. So... I'm, I've been told by people that are like big into the tech and big into the info, they're like, that's really fast. They basically now have better architecture than Microsoft for cloud gaming. Which is potentially why they're able to do the 4K streaming. Which, in Jez's mind, they just leapfrogged over Xbox. Did anybody order coffee? I keep forgetting to turn on the dadgum coffee alert. Shoot, sorry. If you ordered coffee, let me know in the chat. I want to shout you out anytime you guys do that. Let me take a peek here on the back end. Okay, no, good. I was, I'm not happy that nobody's ordering the coffee. I'm happy that we didn't miss any orders. Henderson added thoughts on potential pricing. Q Lite should be seen as an accessory to the PlayStation 5 rather than handheld. In that light, he reckons the device will retail around 200 I find it hard to believe it'll be cheaper than the Edge. That's weird. From an optics position, I just think that having an accessory with a screen that you can take anywhere that's got Wi-Fi in it, having that be cheaper than the the DualSense Edge? Sure, it's an accessory. Cheaper than the DualSense Edge? Say what now? We've looked at this before. DualSense Edge price. Oh, sorry. The DualSense Edge is $200. I thought it was $250. Was it $250 when I bought it? Did they lower the price? Why did I think it was $250? No, it's always been $200. My mistake. I thought it was $250. So it would be the same price as the DualSense Edge. I still think that's weird optically. I still think that's weird to be like, yeah, DualSense Edge is the same price as this as a as a, a device that's a controller with a screen with Wi-Fi. I don't know about that. I think 250 minimum. For cloud gaming, which requires the premium, it uses their game servers to play the game and do the the legwork. For remote play, your PS5 does the legwork and you have to have the game on your PS5. Yeah, no, I understand the difference, Solemn, between remote play and cloud. I I do. But I think the reason that they could add cloud gaming to the Q Lite is because, in essence, you're doing the same thing. You're remoting into a device and playing a game on it. 
I don't want to be like uh, an armchair developer here, but come on. I'm remoting into my PlayStation 5 and I'm playing on it. Cloud gaming, you remote into a PlayStation 5 and you play games on it. That's essentially what you're doing. Unless, of course, it's an older game. Wolverine PS5 Chroma Controller is 250 That's got to be an aftermarket controller. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. William Lewis with a $5 super chat and a $2 super chat. But will PlayStation let you play your games on cloud only if you are subscribed to PlayStation Plus Premium is my question. Like, Xbox only has cloud on Game Pass subs. Yes, as far as I know, you need PlayStation Plus Premium. They need those magnet thumbsticks for me. I had somebody offer me one. I need to reply to their email because it's a PlayStation 4 controller. And I'm like, I don't even, I need to respond to them. It, I, because I want to try one of those controllers with the, with the magnets. Shoot, where's that email? They emailed me, and I was like, "Yeah, Hall Effect controller. Here they are." Um, the PS, oh, I, uh, I only have a PS five. That's the problem. Uh, I also have an Xbox Series X. Maybe they could send me an Xbox one. I want one of those. I want one of those to test it out. The the controllers that use um, if you guys are not aware, the reason that stick drift happens is all of the thumbsticks come from the same manufacturer. So whether you buy a Nintendo Switch Pro controller or a PlayStation 5 DualSense or an Xbox controller, they're all getting their thumbsticks from the same provider. That's why they all get to stick drift. Now, for whatever reason, I'm not getting it on my PlayStation 5 controllers. Knock on every piece of wood that I can. Now, these new joysticks that are coming out are, like, basically, in layman's terms, they have no friction because they use magnets. So they will not develop stick drift over time. So the push has been, could we get a thumbstick provider that makes these Hall, whatever they're called. I forget the technology's name. But, can we get that so then then we can have controllers that don't get stick drift at random times. Two weeks, four months, a year. Hall effect, thank you. Do they call it the Hall effect because it creates a Hall? What's the reason... What's the reason they call it hall effect? Is it because it creates kind of like a, a hall? It kind of looks like a hallway? The hall effect is the production of potential difference, the hall voltage, across an electrical conductor. Oh, nope. No. That's why they're calling it that. It's quite literally something. It's quite. It's, it's literally a technical term. The hall effect is put to use in sensors where the resulting hall voltage can indicate the presence, absence, or strength of a magnetic field. Hall sensors operate by detecting a magnetic field that can be used for sensing a wide variety of parameters, including position, temperature, current, and pressure. There you go. It's like an actual technical term. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So I'm assuming they're using the sensors to detect, in this case, not temperature, but position uh, and pressure. Because it says here it can... Well, they might be talking about pressure as in air. I wonder if they're talking about air pressure or or actual, like, pushing pressure. But position, at the very least, position, right? Where you're moving it. 
named after the guy who discovered it. That's actually pretty freaking cool. Two spot from William Lewis. Wolverine Chroma PS5 controllers made by Razer. Oh, okay. I was like, man, I, they're making play. They're making Wolverine stuff already. I was like, I've not seen it. <laughs> I replaced the sticks in our Joy Cons with the Hall Effect ones from uh, Gilly Kit. It, they worked awesome. Nice suede. You can use a PS4 controller on PC. I suppose so. I don't like a, the PlayStation 4 controller, though. Send me an Xbox controller, and then I'll use it on my PC. I like the Xbox controller form factor. I really do. If the PlayStation Cloud is so revolutionary, could we see an app on PC unless PC ports as the cloud will be just as good? No. Mm-mm. Can we talk physics? We never get to talk physics. Aaron, I don't think so, because in my estimation, the, the having Nixus and you know and companies that can port games over rather well and the Steam marketplace, I tell you what we'll see before we see them like, oh no, we're not going to bring games to PC, we'll just put them on the cloud over there. It wouldn't surprise me at all if you know, PlayStation 6 Pro, way out in the distant future, you could see some games land day and date. I don't think that happens anytime soon. But I think there could be a time where PlayStation games land day and date. Not your big titles, not your God of Wars and your Spider-Man games, but maybe some of your smaller titles, maybe some of your smaller studio games. Um... If the project's small enough, I could see that happening before they're like, yeah, we're not going to ship games natively to PC anymore. We just play on the cloud. Because, again, in my estimation of the PC gaming audience, that wouldn't be super appealing to them. They'd look at that and say, no, we want to play games natively. I didn't spend all this money on a really strong PC, on a really strong rig to play games on the freaking cloud, Right? But we have 4090s. I don't give a frick, bro. There's latency. Like, I feel like that's what the PC user would say. I don't care how strong your GeForce Now is. I built a really strong PC. I want to play the game natively. Now, I think that'd be your barrier to that adoption would be poor. They, you would The PC audience would probably say no thank you to that. I spent $2,000, $3,000 on my PC. I don't want to play God of War seven on on the on the cloud it depends on the game i don't think so kenneth i think in in general the consensus in the pc audience would largely be against that now your your weaker end pc users would think it's cool yo super googly we've never had this happen before a brand new member not a gifted member is the agent of chaos bumping the line of new members to 20 whoops to 26 the agent of chaos was a brand new member i can't believe it y'all let that 25 over 25 dangle for such a long time welcome in super googly good to have you anybody that gets gifted a member or jumps in as a member Make sure and jump into our Discord server. It's members only. You'll never miss out on special members only events. Typically, end of the day, we always do a members only debrief and then the Friday night streams as well. Paul says, the casual PC gamer base is far bigger than the hardcore. I think it could be big across the rest of the world outside of US and EU. 
I think that's fair pushback, Paul, but I still don't think they would do that instead of launching on Steam. Right? I think that's fair pushback, but I don't think their vision would be PlayStation Cloud Gaming supplants, you know, porting games to PC, especially if Nixus can keep cranking out good game ports. Unless I I actually will I actually will say this. If the economics aren't there, they would do it. If the sales aren't there. I think it's really going to depend upon... I think their next two big test cases for how well a game does with their current strategy of a staggered release to PC, your two big games they're really going to test this with will be Ragnarok and Spider-Man 2. If they can bring those over and be commercially successful, therefore justifying the continued efforts to bring PlayStation games to PC, they'll keep doing it. If those games are not very commercially successful, I could see PlayStation downshifting out and saying, this isn't worth the effort. It, it, it lands so late over there that the PC audience doesn't buy it. They don't buy it in strong numbers. It was excited and celebrated when we first the first couple times we did it, but now that it just doesn't happen. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I actually think Ragnarok and Spider-Man 2 will do very well on PC, and Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales have both done very well on PC. But were they commercially viable? Did they make ROI on them would be the question. Yo, DeFreezy gifts five members to the community and bumps the line up to 31, continuing to push the member count higher today. Thank you so much, DeFreezy. Very kind and generous. I love seeing a constant flow of new names gifting. He says, my turn to pay it back. Have a good one. Man, I love seeing people pay it forward who have been getting gifted in the past. This guy's got a purple badge and he says, my turn. I'm paying it back. I'm paying it forward. Thank you for doing that, man. I love to see that. What's good, Parasito? Convo has been good today. Most PC users have weak PCs. Those with a weak PC will benefit from a service like GeForce Now. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes, and this is where this is another angle where PlayStation could be trying to be competitive. I don't know. Approaching the PC audience and saying, hey, do you want to play Wolverine day one? I just I just don't know. I just I just don't know. I don't know about empowering large swaths of the public to not buy your PlayStation hardware. I don't I just don't know if PlayStation would do that. Yo, my man Donnie says, think about the marketing by 2025. PlayStation will be able to have 8K gaming on the Pro, 4K cloud on the Q-Lite and remote. What does the competitor offer? That's a powerful marketing advantage. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, again, I don't want to project onto them, okay? You know, I don't want to project on the Jez. I actually, I actually don't have any issue with him, okay? He and I have he and I have been I would say been amicable in getting along publicly after you know we butted heads a little bit a couple of months ago. So I don't have any issue with him, but I feel like the last couple articles he's written, they sort of read like existential crisis of oh my gosh the the brand that we thought was was gonna do X Y and Z isn't doing X Y and Z. And the reason I feel that in his articles is because I feel it in myself. I'm like, bro, this is not what I expected from Xbox this generation. I, I didn't. 
all of my expectations have been completely uprooted and subverted by Xbox. And I can't be alone in that. Even somebody writing for Windows Central has to feel like, was this really the plan all along? Super googly with, I think that's like, I don't know what that is. Let me let me figure out what this is. 150, right? Let's let's figure out what this is. In U.S., that is. Uh, why is it not telling me? Twenty dollar. Thank you for the twenty dollar super chat tip. That's actually very generous. Zelda is an overrated game with virtually non-existent story and horrible graphics. I don't care if Final Fantasy 16 or Baldur's Gate 3 wins, but enough of the heavy Nintendo bias and extreme overrating by the media. Hang on one second. A gifted member from a man Stone Spire. A gifted member from Evidence. We're getting a little getting a little train going here. Single gifted. Hop on. Push that elevator. Yeah, that's Hong Kong's currency. Um, okay, here's the thing. Super googly. I, I agree with you 10%. 90% of me is like, how dare you insult Zelda? And then 10% of me is like, yeah, it was basically Breath of the Wild 2. I actually feel really good about Baldur's Gate 3 winning. There's no way Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't win Game of the Year, by the way. I, it, it, it's, it's become an insurmountable game, okay? It's won. It already has won. Jeff Keighley's already got the envelope, all right? But, I, I, like I said, at 10% of it, I kind of agree with you. I was actually really pleased to look at the response to Baldur's Gate 3 and say confidently, Tears of the Kingdom's not winning. Because another year of Zelda, Zelda winning, of Breath of the Wild 2 winning, I don't think that's exciting to celebrate. It was exciting to celebrate when Breath of the Wild won. Seeing its sequel win, I just, I just don't think that would have been as celebratory. And I say that as a huge Zelda fan. I'm not a turn-based guy. I'm not a D&D guy. I'm not a Baldur's Gate guy. I'm celebrating a good game. I'm going to play it on PS5 because I've been told I can play it casually with my wife and it might be hilarious. We'll do it like on a Friday night. But I don't think that game's going to land on me that well. I don't. I'm probably not going to go the distance with it. I'm just celebrating a really great game. It's like this game's crushing it. And that's great for everybody involved. It's great for the developers. It's great for PC users who have had kind of a rough year of bad PC ports. You know, it's good for gaming. Yo, what's good, Brap? Tears of the Kingdom has a story, solid gameplay mechanics with in-depth customization and puzzles. Yeah, I believe both both Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild are award-winning games. They're phenomenal. But I'm happy to see something else win this year. Right? Imagine Elden Ring had a sequel and it was coming out, and it was set to win. Is that really that exciting? Oh, here comes Elden Ring 2. Yeah, nothing can compete with it. You know, more 9 out of 10 excellence that that, that just can't be competed with. Like, that's just not, I just don't think that's as exciting. And I I think that's okay to say. What if Spider-Man or Starfield wins? Spider-Man and Starfield will, I think, win awards in other categories. I don't think they stand a chance against Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is having a moment. And the tectonic force of what it's doing, not just within within PC gaming, but in the gaming conversation at large, I don't think those games will do that. I don't think Starfield will do that. I don't think Spider-Man 2 will do that. No. I believe they'll get nominated. I believe that... Starfield stands to win RPG. I think probably pretty handedly. Um, 
I don't know about the other categories because like art direction is going to be really tough. I think Hogwarts and Final Fantasy 16 are going to lead the charge in art direction. Uh, action game is going to be really, really tough if they consider it an action game because in the action category, you're going to be competing with like Armored Core and Spider-Man. Um, it's going to be a tough year. Every category is going to be really, really tough. It's going to be extremely challenging to, to predict who wins each category. I think game of the year is just undeniably going to Baldur's Gate 3. If Game of the Year award was for only the first half, Tears of the Kingdom might have won. Yeah, it was Tears of the Kingdom's year. I really think so. I really think so. So, yeah, action games. I mean, you're competing with Lords of the Fallen, Armored Core, Spider-Man. Like, there's just a lot. This is probably one of the best years in gaming we've ever had since, you know, whatever we consider the peak of gaming, 2008 or whatever it was. I think this is the best year in gaming we've had in probably the last 10, 10 years, roughly. In, in, in 10 to 15 or so years, we've not, had a game, we've not had a year in gaming this strong. With the size of the games, the quality of the games, the sales, the revenue, it's, this is a big turning point. Which I think kind of adds to some of the fuel of disappointment with with where where Xbox is you know to to have a, a a booming year in the industry and to have Xbox falling down in virtually every category that's concerning it's like well i mean listen if i'm a shareholder if i'm sitting on a board at Microsoft and i'm looking at the revenue of gaming i'm like what are we doing Gaming is a hundred percent having a turnaround moment, and we're on the we're on the sidelines. Baldur's Gate three we we don't we don't have that. Who, what are we doing? Like it again? If I'm a shareholder, if I'm a corporate guy, if I'm not into gaming world decision making, if I have no idea what the Series S is, if I have no idea what a DLC is, all I know is gaming revenue is blowing blowing the doors off. And we're sitting here just absolutely spinning our tires here. I, I would be absolutely furious. And make a quarter billion on uh, on Xbox. Okay, you understand, Prozy, that shareholders don't care about that. Shareholders want growth. They want market value and profits to go up. But you're getting all this in, uh, in, in, uh, in Xbox Game Pass subs. So... Hardware sales are down. You're set to fall below your last console. A, a shareholder doesn't care about that. Yeah, that's fine. Great. You're 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 making money. Are, is Game Pass growing? Like, look at the percentage points of growth they're anticipating in the quarter that Starfield launches. Look at the percentage points. It's it's not it's not going to make a big tectonic shift of oh wow we're making a ton more money. It's a quarter billion every fiscal quarter. Thank you for completely ignoring what I said. I, it, as a, you're not acknowledging what I'm saying. You just restated what you said before. Generating revenue doesn't matter if profit isn't going up. They want more profit. 
Most of the revenue Xbox is generating from content and services stems from B2B game services. Shareholders are also the reason games don't get the, the time they need. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if we can draw a straight line there. The goal is money, not always expansion. You're, you're just betraying you're just betraying ignorance about shareholders and what they care about. A shareholder's goal is money. Money's coming in steady. Yeah. You, you, Prozy, with all due respect, you don't know what you're talking about. Shareholders don't care about money. They care about profit. There is a giant difference between I generated a bunch of money and I increased profit. If you ever watch Shark Tank, the number one question they always want to drill on, they always want to drill down on, is profit. They'll say, what's your cost per unit? How much did you generate in sales? And the very next question is always, what are your operating costs? Because you can say, yeah, we generated a million in sales last year. And they drill down on your operating cost, and your operating cost is 900000 Okay, you only made $100,000 in profit. But sharks, don't you just care about money? I generated a million dollars. The sharks are venture capitalists. They're like shareholders. All they care about is profit. They don't give a frick about your million in revenue. They care about the margin between operating costs and revenue. And the margin of 100000 ain't going to be interesting to them. They're like, 100000 Six figures? They're like, I made that this episode. Get the frick out of here. 10% margin is good to be fair. Not for a venture capitalist, I don't think so. They would want to get your operating costs down. They're not going to dive in with you. Because they only get a percentage. So they're going to get a percentage of that percentage. You're making 100 grand a year? Oh man, let me get a slice of that. Yeah, Mark Cuban's chomping at the bit for a a percentage of of, of 100 grand. No. That's the point, is that shareholders aren't going to sit here and say, no, that's totally fine. We're making a a ton of money. We're making a ton of revenue on Game Pass. They want profit. I'm taking apples to oranges, bringing a business guy and let him explain it to you. To say I'm ignorant because you objectively don't agree with my point is weak. It's not that I don't agree with your point. It's that your point is bad. You're making a bad point. I argued from the perspective of a shareholder looking at Microsoft dropping in revenue in a year where everybody else is having explosions of money. And a shareholder saying, what the frick are we doing? We're Microsoft. We got Azure. We're, we're supposed to be the kings of cloud. And I'm seeing articles and reports that Sony's beating us in cloud gaming. What the frick are we doing? And you're like, well, we make X number of dollars from Game Pass. Homie, that's not a response to what I was saying. A shareholder would say, I don't give a frick how much money Game Pass generates. I care about profit. And you said, no, shareholders care about money. That simply isn't true. You're just stating something that isn't true. They want increased profits. They want profit growth year over year. That's what they're interested in. That's why they're a shareholder. 
It's the reason games like Baldur's Gate 3 is the game that it is. They didn't have to cater to shareholders and did what they believe was best for the art. They were also in a unique position to do three years of early access and have crowdfunding, basically, like the, the community's funding the game while also giving them feedback. It really is a great, like, seedbed for excellence. Like, they're in a unique position. Not all games can do that. Not all games can have the popularity brand and pull to bring in enough people to to essentially crowdfund the game and then provide all that feedback. It was a really, really great symbiosis that you're not going to see in every game that gets developed. If you make a million dollar in revenue and your operating cost is a million dollars, you made zero in profit. That's the thing is we have no idea how profitable Xbox is. We don't. We just know estimations about how much revenue they generate. Revenue ain't profit, and shareholders aren't going to keep sitting idly by and being okay with just, well, we're just not, that's just bleeding cash over there. I know Microsoft has deep pockets, but you're going to, they're going to look at it the same way they looked at gaming in 2014 and say, just kill that. Just stop. What are you doing? You're, 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 you're trying to make consoles, but then you're not trying to make consoles. You're constraining consoles to do cloud. And even the cloud, according to Jez's article, they don't even have the capacity to push cloud to a large audience. So, like, what are we doing here? In spending $69 billion to acquire Activision, Microsoft will be close to par in gaming revenue with Sony when the deal closes. Right, but again, that's revenue, not profit, because paying back essentially the $69 billion that it costs to get all that revenue, I mean, how many years will it take for all that revenue to, to, to basically make up, to become an ROI? It's basically a strategy of we'll lose money for the next 20 years, because we can, we'll, we'll start making money in year 22. PlayStation's margin was 10% on $24 billion last year. Right, and like Donnie said, like 10% margin is actually pretty good, to be fair. When you're at large scale, sure. When you're only generating a million in the example I gave, they'd laugh you out of the room. They're like, we don't want, want $100,000 in profit. You got to get your operating costs down. Especially when you're making like a trinket or something. They're usually trying to take production out of the United States to immediately lower production costs as well as materials. Like, where are you sourcing your materials? Where are your production lines set up? Okay, well, we're outsourcing all of that tomorrow. They'll outsource all production to, you know, China and they'll outs- and, they'll, and, they'll, and they'll do resource gathering from you know, Africa and when they do that you immediately lower your production costs and immediately increase profit margins so then the percentage that Mark Cuban gets back immediately goes up you fools don't know it's all speculation I guess we need to start listening to Microsoft earnings reports I don't know why you're calling us fools like I don't know why you have to name call Preacher says you can listen to their earnings calls and they group gaming into software earnings to hide it. Right. They don't want they they, they you don't want it out on Main Street that gate you know Xbox is not a profitable division. This guy says 
I've been looking into Larian Studios and their owner structure. They have a holdings company in Ireland of which Tencent seems to own 30% of the company. Can't find information of when the transaction happened. I did not expect Larian to sell to China. Seem Larian does have to report to Tencent. They would be looking for profits. I don't know how reliable that is, though. You called me ignorant, name-calling chill? I said, with all due respect, what you're saying is ignorant. Or you're ignorant about what you're saying. Homie, you do understand that that's not an insult. Like, if I start talking... If I start talking about... Uh... The Hall effect in controllers, and someone says, Lono, you're ignorant about that. That's not how it works. That's not an insult. That's a statement of fact. If I'm speaking out of turn, and I say, well, the way the Hall effect works in controllers is there's magical pixie dust inside the controller that keeps things from rubbing together, and someone says, Lono, you're ignorant. That's not how it works. It actually uses magnets. That's, they're, not, they're not insulting me. They're literally pointing out the fact that I'm ignorant. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And you literally said that shareholders care about money. They don't care about money. They care about profit. There's a big difference between the two. Angels with a $5 super chat. Hey, you see that Sony has stopped disclosing PlayStation uh, subscriber numbers. Is this a concern or not a big deal? When did they not disclose the PlayStation subscriber numbers? I thought they recently talked about this openly on a call. At what point have they stopped doing that? I saw people tweeting about it. They were open and honest about the fact that things weren't going the way they wanted and adoption rates weren't where they wanted and they wanted to, they wanted to fix that. They wanted the course correct. I don't know the exact number, but I swear they were recently talking about it. Oh, they're stopping going forward, says Paul. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe, there's, maybe they're facing the same issues. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Sub sub gaming isn't isn't in a good spot. It's not surprising if they don't want to talk about it. Xbox doesn't want to talk about it. Subscriber numbers are not going up; they're going down. You know what went up? Buying games at full price and buying physical in physical and buying physical copies of games. That stuff's going up. The sub sub services are going down. So I'm not shocked at all if PlayStation doesn't want to talk about it. It's not shocking. It's like, I wouldn't want to talk about it either. If it's all going down, sub numbers across the board are going down. Disney, Netflix, it's all, it's all going down. Because I don't think people I don't think people buy into it and like it. It doesn't feel, it's, it's almost, I'm telling you, it's almost like that Netflix effect. It's like overwhelming. You, you open up Game Pass, you open up PlayStation Plus, and you're like, eh. It's just a sea of games. Like I said, 200 to 300 million to make a game. That's what Game Pass makes in a month. I don't see how Game Pass isn't making profit. They make minimum 3 billion a year. Big budget games cost 200 to 300 million over the development. Where is the money going? No way they pay 3 billion to get Game Pass on game to get games on Game Pass. Renab, I couldn't tell you. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're correct, they would be championing that to the public. They would be championing that to their shareholders. Yeah, we make enough to make a big budget game every month. We're, we're, we got profit coming out of our ears. I, I just don't think that that's true. Like your, like your question of where's the money going? Homie, I don't know. 
Remember what Kodak said about subscription services? Right. Matt Piscatella said subscription services and add-ons have hit a wall. Yeah. So sure. You're not going to go out and talk about that. Yeah, man. Our, uh, our sub-services have plateaued. No, no, nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, hang on. I got to set this up. I do have a premiere today about the game delays at PlayStation. Uh, couple theories. There's a couple theories floating around as to what's going on. We'll set this for 12.15 instead of 12. So the 30-minute notey can go out. You don't think that's the point? Doesn't mean that's not the case. Wait for it. I don't understand. What you, so you're saying because... What, what are you arguing against? Are you arguing against that like we shouldn't talk or speculate about any of this because we don't know? I mean, then just be agnostic and leave then. If, that, if that's what you're arguing, well, we can't know, so let's just wait. W- wait for what? The market has spoken... The market has spoken as it relates to Game Pass subscription services. Apologize? Why would I apologize? I wasn't even mean. I was very gentle. If, listen, if me gently saying that you're ignorant about, like, claiming that that's what they cared about, like, if that if that's too harsh, man, I don't know how you even get on the internet, bro. It's the wild, wild west out here. I was very, very gentle in my reply. I was absolutely not being unkind or rude. That was a very measured response. Their goal isn't more subs now. It's more revenue from the current subs trying to get people to upgrade. They've hit saturation. That This is their goal now. This is why they stopped reporting numbers. They've had the same numbers for three quarters. Right, and I think that's the issue. Like, don't expect Sony or anybody to report on their sub numbers. Why? They've plateaued. They'll start talking about revenue. They're going to start raising the price. They'll start raising the price. Prozy says, no, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, Prozy doesn't need an apology. He's, he's a big boy. He'll be fine. Like, he doesn't need an apology. You guys, everybody just, everybody just take a breath. Everybody just take a breath. Let me schedule this game delays. I'm going to need the, um, the debrief thumb creature. A $2 super chat from William. Forbes reports that Game Pass is on pace to make $4 billion a year. Oh, fine. Like, that's not the question. The question is profit. Like, generating $4 billion a year in revenue isn't the question. The question is, are you making profit? As your hardware sales plummet, as Game Pass has plateaued, as you're trying to spend $69 billion on Activision, you just got done bent spending $7 billion on Zenimax. Okay, so, yeah, great, $4 billion a year on Game Pass, good for you. Is it profitable? Are you growing? Do, do, do developers want to work for you? Do they want to work with you? Are you basically having to strong arm the market into your umbrella? Like... Do you see what I'm saying? Are devs flocking to work with with Xbox right now, or are they being purchased because they weren't going to be working with them? 
Money isn't a term used in accounting, so you're incorrect. You're nitpicking what Lono said. Since profit equals money, shareholders care about both, but profit is more important to them because it allows them to make more money, contrary to what you just said. No, you're not correcting me at all. You're you're agreeing with me and trying to disguise it as correcting me. I quite literally said, if I'm a shareholder and gaming is having this booming year and we're down in almost every category in gaming, I'm going to ask what the frick is going on. Because I care about profit. If I'm a Microsoft shareholder, I don't give a frick about your revenue. I don't, that's what, that was my pushback to Prozy. Because Prozy was like, well, they make this much from Game Pass. And if I'm a shareholder, I give zero fricks, bro. I don't even care. That's not what matters. I care about profit. And we're watching all other categories explode. We're watching game sale records break, Metacritic records break, and we're not a part of the action. If I'm a shareholder, I'm going to have some hard questions. Like, what are we doing? That's so-and-so trying to get a rise out of you to clip it for Twitter. Like, I don't even care. Somebody sent me a clip recently that some guy clipped, and it's like, you're, you're literally making me and my content look good. Like, you're so desperate. You're like, you're, you're like, you're trying to mock me or whatever. It's like, and then people in the comments are like, agreeing with me. It's like, okay, I, I guess keep promoting my product. I don't really care. I've gotten a handful of people that are members now and have gifted members because people are hating on me and clipping me and putting me in YouTube chant, in, in, in YouTube videos. You're talking about me. Nobody's talking about you. I guess keep going. I'm in your content rent-free, and then I make money from it, because people come and watch my content and become a part of the community. Like, okay? Typically, you have to pay people to market your content. I'm, I'm not paying a dime. Thanks, I guess, for the free advertisement. Goodness gracious. <laughs> we put you on a billboard downtown with a link to your YouTube channel, and we made fun of your hair. Cool. Sweet. I can't wait to rake in the ad revenue. Thanks. Like, I don't care. Worried about a trillion dollar company's profits? Ponies or something else? Insulting people with the the title pony is just a form of extended adolescence. Like, you know, you've you've not ascended beyond a 13-year-old's mentality because you're just going to name call? Okay, well, you're an extended adolescence. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult having a conversation with adults, so level up to have the conversation with us or just leave. I was commenting on this year is going crazy. It's an amazing year for gaming. It's an amazing year for gaming. And if I'm on the outside of that and I'm a shareholder, you got to consider the history here. They almost shut down Xbox in 2014. And you're like, uh, being concerned about profits, ponies or something else. You know what's impressive to me is you're only good at name calling, not holding the brand that you like accountable. You're excellent at name-calling. You've really nailed that, right? Nine-year-olds are good at that, too. What about looking at Xbox and saying, what are we doing right now? Sony just beat you to cloud? 4K streaming? Their tech's better? They're offering features you promised years ago? What are y'all doing over there? So, yeah, I mean, I guess call me a name, like, if that's the best you can do, but 
talking about the market and what's happening with the games and what's happening with the platforms, I find that to be interesting. I find it to be intellectually stimulating. Right? You're probably intellectually stimulated by like a rainbow and you drool on yourself in your backyard. Like because you just want to name call somebody who's talking about something that you don't like, like Jiminy Christmas. Like, it's remarkable to me that just talking about how good or bad Xbox is doing, like, invites insults. Like, man, how insecure are you? Gee, like, just enter the conversation. At least Prozy entered the conversation and was like, well, they're making a ton of money on Game Pass. Like, at least that's an effort to have a conversation and talk about it. Creature says, I do. They hide the numbers. <sighs> Hang on. I got to get this uh, members debrief scheduled for 1230. <laughs> um, PlayStation delaying games. That's We're going to go to that premiere in about a half an hour. Um, we have Spider-Man 2. It's available, right? It's a category? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Dude just unknowingly defined the Xbox fan. I wouldn't say this is the Xbox fan. I would say it's the anti-Sony fan or the rabid Xbox fan. You're good at name-calling and not holding your brand accountable. of what Tech Lono's mentioned. I'll, I'll read you the Tommy Hendy quote in just a second. Give me one second to schedule this. They've added something new to the flow. They want us to... Um, they, they want us to do automatic ad placements in the live streams, and I'm always, like, ex- like triple-checking that I don't do that. Because that, that's not what I want. Like, I don't... I go back and place the ads intentionally, so when you watch the VOD, it'll obviously pause the stream, and it'll play an ad. Well, that, that can't happen when you're, you're live. So I'm always like, they're really pushing that. I really hope they don't make that something that we have to do. That's super disruptive to a live stream. I'm trying to... This is why we really push members. I do not run ads during the show. I can push a button right now and hit every one of you with an ad. Well, everybody that's not running an ad blogger. Um, but I don't do that. I just say, hey, we, we get to do what we do because of members. You know, thank you so much. And, and that's how we're able to do what we do. We're only a 30,000 sub channel. So we're not, we're not, we're not pulling the, you know, the ad revenue number to, uh, to support the fam. You guys support the fam, and I thank you for it. <clears throat> Did these delayed games have release dates? No, these were internal these were internal delays, but I still think it's worth talking about. Um there's a variety of theories floating around as to why they did it, and I'll float out my own theory as to what they're doing. Okay, so this is what Tom Henderson said. This is basically what's coming from PlayStation 5 Cloud. And this is why I heavily leaned on an article today from Jez Corden that basically argued 
Xbox Xbox lost the console war. Are they about to lose Cloud 2 to PlayStation? So that's that's Jez Corden, that's Windows Central, right? Like he's He's uh he he's he's pretty he's pretty big for Xbox, you know, he supports Xbox, likes Xbox, he's on an Xbox podcast, right? No name no name calling here. He he's team Xbox, I think that's fine. That's totally fine. And as someone who's more team Xbox, he thinks PlayStation might be jumping ahead on cloud. This this is worrying, okay? It was not a very a very positive ar- article. And then he referenced Tom Henderson's article. Tom Henderson said here it's understood that the development of Kronos, that's the, that's the, um, that's like the code word or the, what do they call it? Codenamed? Yeah, so it's codenamed Kronos. C-R-O-N-O-S, Kronos, which I believe is like what, like Latin for time? That's Latin, darling. So, Kronos began five years ago. Okay, the development for it began five years ago. Thank you so much, Camille, for jumping back in as a member plus. And it it began because of the complexity surrounding the PS5's SSD. So the SSD was very fast. It created new challenges that made it impossible for Sony to develop the infrastructure needed using current technology. So at the time, current technology wouldn't work. It was like, no, the SSD is too fast. This isn't going to work. Okay. So the final product is called codenamed Cura. It's a custom storage server and it reads up to 5 gig a second with less than 1 millisecond of latency. Oh, Greek? Oh, that's right. Kronos is Greek, not Latin. What's what's So Kronos is a Greek word. I thought it was a Latin word. In ancient Greek mythology, Kronos, Kronos, or Kronos was the leader of the generation of Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I literally took Koine Greek and I forgot. That's embarrassing. Anyway, Latin's touching everything, so I've got to be partially right, right? (laughs) Anyways, so in layman's terms, having a custom storage server that can do 5 gig a second with less than 1 millisecond of latency is pretty important. That's actually a, a pretty significant thing. I'm having people that are more in the know about this technology telling me that, hey, this is... This is this is better architecture than what Xbox has. Yeah, when I worked at AT and T, we used something called Kronos to clock in. It was spelled with a K. It was basically like clock in management software. So so, um, that was what. Tom Henderson came out with. Now, the plan here is they're going to have 28 data centers across 15 metros to roll this out, and its planned rollout is for fiscal year 23, which is between April of 2023 and March of 2024. So that was basically the, 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 the tech on the tech side of things. On the cloud side of things, the reason that Jez was so worried, he says, it seems like PlayStation sort of leapfrogging uh, Xbox with, number one, they're going to let you play games that you own, and that's something that Xbox said they were going to offer, and they still haven't done so. Now, it still is just a limited list, but again, I think I think 
Jez's concern is is that they're they're getting ready to jump ahead. They're st- they're already offering a feature that Xbox promised and haven't made good on, and they're offering it first. They got 4K streaming in their beta testing already. 4K streaming of a game, and potentially the reason they're able to do that is with this homebrew solution that they came up with, with this this data server infrastructure that can do you know five gig a second and with less than a millisecond of latency. So. From Jez's perspective, Xbox just got leapfrogged in like three different ways. First to 4K streaming, first to offer games you own on the cloud gaming, and then first to basically roll out, um, oh, I'm sorry, and leapfrogging with respect to how strong the technology is. So that's where he's coming from. He's like, they, th- this just kind of came out of nowhere. And the reason that it's kind of, I would say, slightly earth-shattering for Xbox guys, if you've been paying attention, the, the, the dialogue really has shifted to ecosystem in the cloud. Console war is over. You, you, literally, on, on the kind of funny X-Cast, there was a clip floating around from a recent episode where Destin was like, well, they'll have to leave behind the Series S eventually. And it's like, we're three years in and you're already saying that? Like, what are you talking about? That's the main console. What on earth? And he said, along with many other people, just use the cloud. He, he thinks, and many others have said, we'll just put Baldur's Gate 3 on the cloud. That doesn't solve the issue because when you play on xCloud, you're actually playing on a Series S profile because they load two instances on one Series X. So they've allotted Series X chipsets for the cloud. That's why they've constrained Series X production so they could have more cloud availability. And since they're doing two instances on a single Series X, you're loading into a Series S profile, therefore the bottleneck would still exist. Now they could allocate maybe more memory in the cloud for Larian to successfully do the co-op. But then you're asking somebody to put their game on the cloud instead of install it natively, and that's something many developers are not going to be willing to do. We don't want our game experience on the cloud. Look at what happened to a lot of the Switch games that did that. They got really bad review scores. They were not natively ported to the device. You're playing them on the cloud, and they all have bad review scores because they don't run that well. So you're asking a developer to... Well, hey, yeah, you can't get it to run on the Series S. We'll just throw it on the cloud. They're going to say, we we don't want our game to run on the cloud. Our game's being installed natively everywhere else. We don't want people having, we don't want people's experience to be potentially not very good because their internet stinks or there's latency problems. So, the dialogue, even from the Xbox-centric channels and, and, and podcasts and, and news outlets is, is, is basically saying, well, we lost this fight. This is the fight now. Let's get Activision Blizzard. Let's push cloud. Let's, let's push mobile. Let's push an ecosystem. I just last week said that the Starfield commercial that said no console required, I said, this isn't alarming. This is the next stage in their evolution. Starfield, as a flagship title, is being used to promote, you don't need a console. We're an ecosystem, baby. Play it cloud. And people obviously assumed that was going to be a negative video. It it wasn't negative. I'm saying this is the evolution of Xbox right before our eyes. 
and it didn't seem alarming at all because a lot of us have been saying this is where Xbox is going. They're going ecosystem. They're they're going with this like play anywhere, use a cloud, harness this this sort of all encompassing system so that your games are everywhere, your tablet, your phone, your TV. And in the midst of that dialogue forming and the evolution happening, all of a sudden you see Sony leapfrog in cloud. It's like an it's uh, Jez referred to it as almost like an existential crisis. It is an existential crisis. When 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 Microsoft basically completely goes back on their marketing from 2019 and 2020, they completely revert on that trajectory, intentionally constrain their own console distribution for cloud. The only thing consumers and pundits could do was ride or die baby hold that line yep they're going cloud this is good cloud ecosystem yay it's it's totally fine that they marketed project scarlet and native 4k and up to 120 it's totally fine that they marketed really high value really crazy strong hardware and then turned around and constrained the production of that hardware for cloud that's totally fine we're in we're ride or die we're holding the line it doesn't matter that they essentially got us to buy into this ecosystem this generation on promises that are not coming to fruition that's fine let's go cloud team xbox let's go and then playstation walks out and says yeah our clouds that's better. Consumer confidence. Just blow after blow after blow. Last year. Hey, man. These 25 games, they're coming out over the next 12 months. Zero accountability on that, by the way. Where, where's the rage? Where's the anger? Where's the accountability on the fact that like 10 to 12 of the 25 games didn't show up on time? And then the ones that are showing up are showing up missing features. Redfall shows up, no performance mode. Here comes Forza Motorsport, missing features at launch. Where's the accountability on all of that? You just keep shifting to something else. You just shifted to cloud, and now that's getting yanked from you. Like, oh, yeah, what... According to Windows Central, this isn't me, according to Windows Central, they don't have the capacity to push cloud. So where are you going to run next? Man, all this guy does is bash on Xbox. No, Xbox has done nothing but screw up this generation. I'm just telling you how it is. remember in the movie get shorty when chili palmer's sitting at the desk and the guy's like who are you he's like i'm the one telling you how it is that's all i'm doing i'm just relaying information to you i'm just telling you how it is this is what's been happening and if that's hate i'm man i i don't know what to say I don't want to say. I feel like YouTube's having trouble because chat is just moving at a crawl. I'm like, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on a on a three minute rant, and viewership just keeps dropping and going up and dropping and going up. If you guys are having to, if you guys are having to uh, refresh, I am sorry. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, that poor woman. <laughs> They're too busy 
posting about the PSVR 2, Q-Lite, and the PS5 uh, skew changes. Test. Wait until... Yeah, I'm not sure what was going on there. My, my the, the back end of YouTube has been acting really, really squirrely today. I was folding, washing, and listening. Okay, okay. Usually when I'm when I'm cooking like that, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of spam and I'm getting a lot of emotes and y'all were just like sitting there. <laughs> I was like, is YouTube acting up? Sony wants number one in gaming. They're not gonna let Microsoft run away from them in any category of gaming. Microsoft needs to get used to that fact that Sony wants it all. Well, and that's in in, in my in, in in my estimation. The whole idea of, well, this will make Sony compete. This will make Sony compete. And it's like, what do you, what do you mean? How, how are they not competing? This, this cloud thing started five years ago. That's the other thing that's crazy to me. That's the other thing that's crazy to me is that this whole time, I've completely thought Microsoft's going cloud. They're going to go hard cloud. Sony's going to keep going hard on, on hardware. Apparently, five years ago, they were like, no, cloud's going to be super important. And I mean, Jim Ryan had some comments recently about the importance of cloud long term. He was like, yeah, that we, we think in the next 10 years it's going to be very important. That's why I continue to think that the Q Lite is a part of that plan. It's not purely remote play. That obviously remains to be seen. However, if they started this plan five years ago, the ultimate question would be then, if we really think about the timing of the Series S, didn't there, there recently was that Twitter that was like going around, they were talking about like how this was the plan all along to do the Series S. It really makes you wonder. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you were always planning on doing the Series S... Was the Series X literally just... Was it literally just so you would have an answer publicly with marketing? Like, having a Series X was purely pomp and circumstance? If the plan has always been this way? To to use... Or are they purely on reaction? Like, why are you using Series Xs for cloud? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you were going to push hard in the cloud, wouldn't you have other solutions in place, not having to short your Series X production? Why are you constraining that to fund and and build cloud out? Interesting. That's interesting. Thanks for explaining. It'll be a serious blow to Xbox if Sony gets the better cloud experience. Well, this is what I said at the end of my video. My hope would be that Microsoft answers back really strongly and spends a ton of money and pushes cloud further. Because if there's one thing that's going to force internet infrastructure to get better, it's when major players start investing in stuff that needs it, right? We're all frustrated about the stagnation of internet infrastructure in America. Well, if Microsoft starts throwing the full weight they have behind cloud gaming... Yo, Catwalk with a gifted member. GNS with a gifted member. Bumping the line to 35. Thank you guys so much. You guys have about 15 minutes, and we're going to go to this premiere about... uh, We're going to be going to this premiere about PlayStation game delays. That's happening in about 15 minutes. And I will gift the five members that I owe you over there. 
A little lighter on the member count today. That's okay. We went crazy yesterday and Friday. You guys hit 25. That's 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 what counts. We never want to miss that. You guys crushed it the last couple of days. They need some of the components to make the xCloud. Remember the AMD SOC had specific hardware accessor- accelerated calls. I would like to assume Microsoft is building better infrastructure in the background. That's what I'm saying, Eugene. Like, if Microsoft answers back and says, nope, Sony, that's great. Ours is better. And they answer with their own infrastructure, their own cloud solutions that are way better, then that would force internet to get better. You would, st- you would actually see Microsoft likely flexing their influence in politics and start pressuring the politicians to put pressure on the internet service providers to make good on all the fiber that we were promised. And then that would lay good groundwork for cloud gaming to actually be commercially viable at a larger scale than it currently is. We also know they have silicon issues. At this exact moment, I can fire up my Xbox Game Pass app on my on my G Cloud, and within 15 seconds, be playing Wolfenstein 2 with almost zero input delay. They've come a long way in just a few months. I've heard good things about X Cloud. Anytime it comes up, anybody that uses it says it's great. I know we call Microsoft a software company, but really their software is so full of bloated nonsense, it doesn't surprise me that they aren't getting cloud down. Even on the hardware side, Sony beats them. Jake says, same with Forza Horizon 5. Just last holiday, it was almost unplayable. Today, it's almost perfect. Fiber is supposed to be super highway. It's more like country road in the U.S., the server minutes the server limits we're learning about from Jez indicates they don't have the hardware necessary, says Eugene. I felt like that was the most concerning part of his article. Yo, super gaming with the layup to 40, a five bomb, five gifted members from Super Gaming. He lays it up. Somebody can slam home a 10 bomb. Thank you very much. Paris says they, ve- they they very well could have started the X as the cloud architecture, X cloud, and the S was going to be the consumer hardware, and they caught wind of the PS5 and had to pivot early on. Yeah, I don't know though, Paris, because the Project Scarlet marketing hit in the summer of 2019. So they somehow knew in the summer of 2019 that they were going to have to pivot away from the architecture they had been working on being for cloud and making it for hardware that would be an incredibly interesting turn of events that as early as 2019 they had to make that pivot you may not care about cloud gaming but cloud gaming cares about you you can only handle a couple thousand instances at once like what that was in the UK yeah and again I wonder if that's on purpose though Eugene did they intentionally downplay that or, or I don't know, misrepresent it? it? That seems weird to even say. Yeah, we only have the infrastructure for, you know, a couple thousand people in the UK on cloud. I'm like, huh? What's it going to do, crash if more people try to even do it? Like, what do you mean? Paul says these consoles take three plus years to design and manufacture. Yeah, I can't see that being the pivot. It's almost like it's almost like they didn't anticipate the challenges with raw materials, and that's why they've made these adjustments. 
I don't think this was the plan all along. I think the plan was to have a cheaper model, but I don't think the plan all along was to pivot raw materials to cloud. I think they encountered raw material problems and challenges, and this is their adaptation to those problems. Which is unfortunate because that means it wasn't like they made bad decisions. It's, we we can't get enough raw materials. That's not necessarily a problem that has an easy solution. Game Pass is cool to play old games outside of that. It doesn't have any great games. I mean, it depends. It's, it's all dependent on who you are. Because some people are eating real good on Game Pass, and others are not. It's just dependent on how many games you played, how long you've been a gamer. You know, what type of games do you like playing? Super Ga- Super Gaming says Ten Bomb, do it. He's trying to summon a Ten Bomb from somebody. It still blows my mind that the internet is so bad in the US and that's where the cloud skepticism mostly comes from. In Europe, fiber is pretty common. I could even get it in the village in my country house. Well, there was even a time, I remember when I worked at AT AT&T and they were researching these like city-wide internet Wi-Fi blimps. They were were researching it at the time. It was going to be something that you would basically subscribe to along with your cell phone. You would essentially be not just subscribing to like a cell phone plan any longer. You would you would be lining up with an all an all in one plan. So like the internet would be insanely fast because you wouldn't be dependent on like local Wi Fi. Game Pass is bad if you don't like indies. Most people use it for Gears and Halo anyways. Anything else is just a treat. Well, Game Pass's value skyrockets if they start delivering big games once a quarter because big games once a quarter, that's, let's just say everything goes up to $70, right? If you're, that's that's four games a year. So you're talking about $280 if you want to buy every single one of those games. So Game Pass falls under that and you're winning. Right, If they start to deliver big $70 games at quality every quarter, that's 280 bucks a year that you don't have to spend if you have Game Pass. That's when Game Pass's value starts to hit. Game Pass's value the last couple of years has certainly not been big AAA games every quarter. It hasn't been. But for people that game more casually or like to try out games or have kiddos, it's still an amazing value because there's just a constant flow of new things to play on like a, on like a regular basis. And they don't care if they don't own them because that's they don't they don't they don't game the way that those of us that grew up with Nintendo that we gamed in a different way. That the gamers of today, a lot of them are are, are being sort of conditioned to be like I don't, I don't need to own the game. You know, I play it for a couple of weeks and then I put it down and I never go back. You know, haven't seen a single AAA game launch on Game Pass actually worth buying. Did Stray land on Game Pass? I canceled my subscription months ago. I actually don't know. It recently came to Xbox. Was it on Game Pass? Uh, no, no, there's currently five days ago, Games Radar reported that there's currently no plans to bring it to Game Pass. 
with all due respect to all you Game Pass guys, good. It's a, it's a good game. Buy it if you want to play it. Stray, Stray is a great game. My daughter beat it on PlayStation. It got a Game of the Year nomination. It kind of took the world by storm. If you want to play Stray, buy it. It's not a very expensive game. You know, support those smaller studios. They didn't need to deal with Game Pass. They probably did great on PlayStation. The PlayStation marketing contract really helped that game. Lots of people learned about it. So, you know. Ooh. I wasn't speaking specifically to Dan, by the way. I was just speaking in general. Like, if you want to play Stray Man, buy it. This is a great little game. I saw a kid on the subway playing Call of Duty on his phone, and he was really good. No analog, anything. Using the touchscreen, I was shocked. Dead Poet says it's not even expensive. Yeah, how's it going? I feel like games coming are better uh, than Xbox, where as Xbox has the day ones. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. We're still getting a stray DLC. I think I misfired when I thought that was happening. I think they literally just use Stray to promote that event because it, they they were going to be there. They were just showing games that they had made. Anna Purna or whatever their name is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we misfired. I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be DLC. Maybe Stray is going to be at the event. No. All right, guys, in four minutes, we're going to a premiere. I'm talking about the PlayStation game delays that we learned about uh, recently from an earnings call. They confirmed that games have been delayed. There's been a lot of speculation as to why. You guys have been over there watching on Kick. Thanks so much. You guys had us in double digits most of the day. It'd be really nice to kind of grow a presence over there. Make sure you click follow over there. Uh, We're nearing 400 followers. Consider becoming a subscriber over there on Kick. The split over there is really amazing. It really supports us. We generally focus on growing the members on YouTube. So if you want to come over to YouTube, we're going to go to this premiere about PlayStation game delays. And then when that premiere is over, I hang out with the members. So if you're watching on YouTube, click below. I've got a link to my YouTube. I'm sorry, if you're watching on Kick, there's a link below to watch on YouTube. Head on over for the premiere, and then we'll hang out with members. I'm going to end over there on Kick, and then we're going to get moving here in three minutes. If you guys want to slam home a 10 bomb to hit 50, I'll owe you 10 members. I always do that in the premiere. I give you as much time as possible to hit those goals. I'll spam the link to the YouTube video in uh, in the chat, and we'll redirect as well. Um, <coughs> Annapurna sounds like a fancy cat food. It does kind of sound like that. It actually does kind of sound like that. Uh... 12 pack has shipped. Okay, great. Um, okay. Hey, I subbed. Don't know why I wasn't. Yeah, thanks for subscribing on YouTube as well. Hit the sub button. Hit the bell button. That way you don't miss out on the content. That way you don't miss out on the shows. I do a live show every morning, Monday through Friday. It's safe for work. It's podcast format. We welcome debate and discussion. Uh, we had plenty of people today debating me, discussing things with me. And I welcome that. Um, we do not push people out the door unless they like disrupt, insult, or attack, which has been you know fairly regularly every day. But we typically just escort those people out pretty quickly. Best part of it is it can be month to month. A few good months of games, scoop it. Nothing you find interesting, cancel it. Yeah, I think that's one of the main concerns about you know, when Game Pass plateaus, that's probably one of the reasons that it plateaus is because of uh, churn and burn, so. 
Got 60 seconds if you want to try to hit the 50 member goal. You guys keep doing buzzer beaters, so quickly do it if you're going to do it. If not, we're getting out of here. I'm going to spam the link in chat. We're going to go over to this premiere. I'll gift five members when we get over there. Um, if you slam it to 50, you can still slam it to 50 during the premiere, and I'll make good on my part. I'll gift 10. Do you think PlayStation Q Lite will allow for anywhere gaming eventually, or you have to make another console? Well, you'll be able to game anywhere there's Wi-Fi because you're going to remote into your PlayStation 5. The question is, will they add in cloud gaming later on? So, yeah, make sure you guys smash like. Make sure you smash like on this video. We should easily have 500 likes, so if you haven't hit the like button, be sure to do that. And then we're going to head over to this premiere about PlayStation game delays. And make sure you smash like when we get over there as well. There's a link in chat. I will see you guys over there. I'll be over there in chat gifting members. And you can as well. But most importantly, get over there to this new video and smash that like button. I'll see you over there.